This is the XNC Podcast, your Xbox newscast, featuring Colt Eastwood and Mag, hosting industry interviews and gaming talk live on YouTube every Monday night at 5 p.m. on the West Coast, 8 p.m. on the East Coast. For all of you listening around the world, XNC Podcast is available on demand on Spotify, Google, and Apple Podcasts. Welcome to the show. Join the chat, hit the like button, and let's get into this week's topics with the Xbox newscast. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Welcome. Oh my gosh, what a great show we're going to have today. There's been so much stuff. Meg and I are just talking behind the scenes while the intro is yep. ramping up and uh, a renewed energy, right, Meg? That's right. Renewed energy, baby. You know what? When you time, when you got time off, you, you're sitting around, you're talking to yourself. Yeah, that's what I find, Colt. I'm talking to myself. I'm doing podcasts in the shower, talking to the, sh- to, like literally to the shampoo bottle. I wanted to put a pair of glasses on it, so I pretended it was you. So I was just like, well, there's Colt in the corner. That's Colt conditioner, and that's Colt shampoo. And then, well, we won't talk about where the Colt bar of soap ended up on my body. But anyways... That's another story. <laughs> Anyways, listen, we are back on the air. We are here. We got a great chat going on already. I want to see some funny stuff going on in the chat today, baby. Let's go. You got a great show. We got a lot to talk about. We, we do, and I'm, I'm picturing uh, a Pert Plus bottle with glasses on in yep, the corner so of the shower, and you're, and you're doing a podcast in the nude with Cold Eastwood. Uh, I mean, that I is think- correct. We might have to do an episode like that. I think that might uh, actually do, people might actually be enjoying that show if we were fourteen ninety nine a month. Uh, Only fans, the Colton Mag. Uh, by the way, everybody in the chat. Oh, Mag sounds like a transformer. Do I? No, I don't, not to me, but maybe it's just uh, an internet Hold thing on, that'll smooth this. out. <laughs> I wonder. You know, I did unplug something, and I was like, "Oh, I hope everything works." Uh, let me look and make sure. Say something again. Don't don't mess with your stuff. It would probably be on my end. But go ahead and that talk would be again. my mag sounds odd. Well, I always sound odd if that makes you feel any better. So uh, oh, it, my, my mom always says it. Yeah. Somebody said well, we might be getting cold. So I'm going to let me listen really quick. And I was like, oh, I hope everything works. Uh, let me look and make sure. Say something again. Don't, you like don't mess to, with your okay. stuff. It would, I got to go back. Say something again. Don't. And the internet Hold on, that'll smooth to... out. <laughs> I wonder, you oh, know, yeah. I did unplug something and I was like, well, that's too bad because, like, I wouldn't be able to. I wouldn't be able to fix that on the fly. But um, it just sounds a little bit echoey, uh, like a that's reverb. Strange. That's strange. That's really strange. What happened was I shut my PC down while I was on vacation, and uh... and I I hate shutting it down because something will always go wrong. And when I brought it back on, my it wouldn't come back onto my TV, so I unplugged the HDMI's. And last time I did that. It was like completely messed up, but I'm looking here and all the, all the sources are the same, but I don't know what to do about it other than, uh, just kind of deal with it. I suppose well, if it's like really that bad, then I, well, I'll, I'll back out and come back in and like, I, I checked the chat, the settings are all the same on this end. I, I didn't unplug yeah, I'm anything. Sure. So. I'm sure. <clears throat> um, who knows, who knows what, what, why it would be doing that. But, uh, um, yeah, uh, <laughs> Sean, Sean, the goes computer love. So, uh, 
I'm here for the all spark. There we go. If I'm going to be a transformer, I might as well be a transformer. So while I guess while you're talking like a transformer, I'll take a look at a couple things. I don't even know if I'd be able to fix it without completely destroying something. But uh, what have you been playing mag during the week? Uh, I've got a lot to catch up on. Well, well, yeah, that take me to your leader. Yeah, it's oh, you're good, Mag. Just letting you know. Someone says it. I guess it's. Uh, I guess it worked itself out. But, uh, uh, but I don't know. I don't know. XNC roll out. There you go. True seventy seven. I I did change something just now. I saw that my stream deck that I was using to push auto uh, audio sounds was looked like it was had your mic on there as well. So it will take about thirty seconds for the chat to let us know if your voice has stopped echoing. So keep talking for a second. And then Kirk let Adams, us know, chat. Kirk Adams as Magatron. I think that's the greatest name ever. In fact, I'm going to get somebody to make a picture of me as Magatron. I think that's a really funny idea. Thank you for that. Uh, now, here's the thing. Magatron. What I've been playing. Yeah, Magatron. That's really funny. Yeah. I think we. I um, think we got it fixed. I got it fixed for you, Mag. Uh, okay. Well, yeah, you know what? what? Now I'm up. Well, now I'm going to talk like a robot for the rest of the show. So, um. Anyways. <laughs> anyway, all seriousness. Um, I've been playing. Lies of P on the Xbox. That's right, folks. Can you imagine? On the XNC podcast, the XNC co-host is playing his Xbox, and he's back on Game Pass. Isn't that exciting? So, you know, I'm not always a pony. Uh, So I'm back on Game Pass. I'm playing Lies of P. I'm enjoying it very much. It is, uh, well, you know what? Now I'm going to reference this PlayStation. If you played Bloodborne, then you have a basic idea of what you're looking at here. Just better graphics. Uh... A little bit smoother gameplay, you know, because Bloodborne's a little bit dated, right? Uh, but the idea is the same. This is not a Dark Souls-ish game. I mean, it's it's a Souls game or Souls-like game, but it plays uh, very much like Bloodborne. Uh, that being the case, I'm having fun with it. I'm about four bosses deep. I think I'm on the fifth level now of the game. And I think there's only seven. Chad, help me out. If there's... Um, if there's uh... <laughs> Sorry, the, the, the chat is still cracking jokes. They're really funny. Um, about... <laughs> about Klingons and stuff. Uh, I don't <laughs> yeah. know how many levels. I don't know how many levels are in the game. I haven't looked it up, but I think there's seven, if I'm not mistaken. Anyways, playing that, I'm really enjoying it. I'm really enthralled by it. It's tough two. as nails. It's tough, man. It's tough. But I'm also playing Ada Wong's Separate Ways, the Resident Evil 4 DLC. And boy, I got to tell you, what a treat. First of all, I'm a Resident Evil nut, okay? I adore the Resident Evil games. I 100% all of them on Xbox and on PlayStation. I'll get the 1,000 out of the 1,000, and I'll get the Platinums on all of them. And I'm actually going to go back because there's a couple I never I got the Platinums on PlayStation. So I did on Xbox. I got my 1,000s. I'm going to go back for the month of October, and I'm going to Platinum the rest of them, 7 and 8 and RE4 um, uh, separate ways. I'm going to platinum all of those in October, you know, in celebration of Halloween. So I'm going to do that. Separate ways is a fantastic thing. Now, the funny thing is, I didn't realize it was that big of a DLC. It was only like $13.99 Canadian, which is about, whatever, 10 bucks American, give or take. So I thought it was only going to be like an hour or two hours. Mm-hmm. I put my first run, I finished it, but, I, I, but I'm going to go back and do three more runs. But I did uh, six and a half hours on my first run. And I'm like, this is Jeez. a full-fledged game. Yeah, dude, it's like a full-fledged game. Like, I went around, I got all the collectibles, whatever, and, uh, you know, kick all the barrels and all that nonsense. Great time. And I got to say, God bless you, Capcom, for making it third person just for this one, even though I love the first person in seven and eight. Making it first, third person in this one, so I could stare at Ada Wong's behind the entire time is such a delight and such a treat with those high heel boots and that dress. My goodness, my goodness, 
Thank you very much, Capcom, for keeping it real. And I just unlocked her evening dress for round two. So you best believe I'm going to be playing all the next run through in her evening gown. So thank you very much for that, Capcom. Greatly appreciated. Anyways, that's what I've been playing. Colt, what have you been playing, sir? I'm just laughing at you playing dress up in a video game. You know, wow. I love that stuff. I, I am a sucker for uh, dressing up my characters and getting them on the coolest looking gear or the sassiest looking gear. I love that. Um, I've been playing. I've been dabbling in Starfield, but I think I'm mostly done with the game for now. Um, okay. Oh, geez, Colt, you put in 200 plus hours. 200 plus hours. I've pretty much done a full playthrough twice, and uh, I think I've done everything the game has to offer um, at that level anyway. But I got to tell you guys about the Crew Motorfest, which uh, Ubisoft sent me a code for the game, and I'm not going to bore you with, with talking about a racing game, but I cannot help but realize that Ubisoft, Ivory Towers, Crew Motorfest, does many, 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 many things better than even the great, my favorite Forza Horizon. The attention and the themed things and what they put in each race and just the feel uh well of course forza horizon 5 looks way better feels way better but just the attention to like let me just say this okay so i did this vintage garage playlist and you had to drive like an old cadillac eldorado and then an old corvette and and it was supposed to be set in the 50s and you're on the island of hawaii in this game and they actually right. changed the game and they had you go across these historic landmarks and in the corner of the the game, they would put a photograph of a landmark that would tell you where to turn. Like, look for this hotel, and you got to take a left. And that would pop up Whoa. while this old 60s music was playing. And it just continued to go through the playlist this way with this attention to detail. The electric Odyssey playlist, which has you drive uh, hyper-electric EV cars, has this purple lane of electricity that you drive over to charge up your turbo it, or your, your boost, I guess. And there are these electric things everywhere, and they just flood the game with the theme that you're playing in. And I feel like Forza Horizon and Playground doesn't do that as much as they used to. But I'm just trying to say that if you get a chance, you see this game for like $40, and you like Forza Horizon, you're going to be pleasantly surprised. They did a really good job. The reviews on it, Mag, are in the mid-70s. and I'm Really? Just, and I'm just like, this game deserves an 8-something. It just kind of makes me a little bit miffed about how reviews have been coming in lately. <laughs> Dude, you you hyped that up so much. I was about to I was about to hit the air horn like full tilt and just like go off like 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 a dance club, and then all of a sudden you're like, but it hit mid seventies, and I was like, oh no, but it's really good. And so and just to back it up, Randall Thor and I were both playing it. We both got a code the same week. And he's like, this game's really, really good. We both enjoyed it a lot. And then when we see the scores, we're like, how, how do people get this wrong? It's just a really good game. And I love Forza Horizon so much. But there's just things that Ivory Tower did that Playground doesn't do. And I just got to I gotta tip the hat. Like, anyway, it's, it's just really That's good great, to see. Man. Which is good, man, because we want Playground to push harder on the next one. That's what, you know what? The thing is, you do not want the champ 
anybody see Rocky Three out there? I know it's old, and a lot of people you weren't even born yet. But like, hey, you know what happens when you become complacent? When you're the champ and you become complacent, you become slow and sloppy. And then Mr. T comes along and beats the crap out of you because he's hungry, right? He's hungry and he wants the title. That's what that's what Playground needs. They and Turn Ten, they need people knocking at the door, going, "Hey." We want to challenge you to this, and then it's going to make Playground slash Turn 10, whatever, it's going to make them even better, right? Because they're going to go, yeah. yo, someone's at nipping at our heels right now, and that game is pretty hot. It's hitting 70s now, but if they tweak it, that the next one could be like an 88 or an 89. Guys, let's step it up and go even further, if that's even possible with the Forza series, because, I mean, they are the kings. But they are. It's great, but it is great that someone's challenging them. I, I, I encourage that, because I want competition competition breeds excellence baby and that's what we want as consumers we all win right that's i want sony and xbox to be uh, you know at each other's throat with who's got the better game yeah. right because then it's just yeah. going to keep getting better and better because all of a sudden you know let's say you know sony releases uh, whatever they release spider-man and it's hot and then xbox releases uh, uh senua saga and it's hot and then jim goes back to uh, you know to uh, what's it called sucker punch and goes guys Ghost of Tsushima 2 has to be better than this. Yeah, yeah. This. And then he shows it on a screen with a PowerPoint. And then those guys go back and go, God damn it. And then they make it <laughs> better than Senua. You know what I'm saying? And then they make it better than Senua Saga. And then and then, then Xbox comes back. This is how it goes. And that's the best thing that we could possibly ask for, right? So anyway, yeah. I'm glad. Long story longer. I'm glad that you're enjoying <laughs> the crew. It sounds like fun. And it sounds like the kind of thing that I'd like to dabble in. But however... We are swamped with excellence right now. Isn't it wonderful time to be a gamer? We are. I mean, just to say that I I'd kind of like finished my Starfield play and then I'm like, let me do this uh, crew motor fest thing. And I played it for like a week and a half straight, but I'm just glad to see Ubisoft like make something that really surprised and delight because I want them to continue to do better because they make really cool things that don't always like get into the, the masterpiece echelon. And, and for those of you wondering about the crew motor fest, like when you play it, it will not feel as good as Forza horizon. Not at all. Like the, the cars feel a little greasy on the road. You know, they kind of, they feel way too light. The best way to explain it is every car feels like half the weight it should be. So there's kind of that arcade, but not in the best way. And the visuals look really, really nice, but they don't look as crisp and as awesome as Forza. But like we're saying, like Mag, like that, the, it's really good to see a team step up and like yeah, try man. and reach the echelons of the best of the best. And uh, I tip the cap to them. I really do. Good. So, anyway. you know what? You know, the, I think Ubisoft is going to have a great year because uh, it looks like they got, they, they, they really stepped back. Remember the last couple of years, they kind of stumbled a bit and, you know, they were throwing some things at the wall to see what would stick. Didn't really stick. Their last, some stuff their last didn't even come game. out to be stuck. Yeah. yeah. Like and there was a couple of good games that they had. There was uh, with the launch of the Series X and PS5 was um, uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla was a great game. I mm -hmm. love that game. And then Watch they Dogs had that Legions. other one. Um, what Watch Dogs Legions was it was okay. It was passable for me. Yeah. Uh, but but the other one that was great was that one. Actually, Zocker was the one who got me on that game because uh, I watched one of his videos and he was talking about it. Um, damn it! It was the one that takes place in the the Greek um, the Greek gods one. Yeah. You yeah, know what I'm talking about. I'm trying to Phoenix, Immortals Phoenix, Phoenix Rising. Immortals I was trying to Phoenix think of the first Rising. Word, yeah, yeah, and Man, I played most those, of that. 
loved that game. I put in mm-hmm. about 60 hours in that game. I thought it was a, I thought it was a lot of fun. Uh, now this year they've got the Crew Motorfest looking good. They've got Assassin's Creed Mirage looking fantastic, and it's going to be like a more a smaller, more focused game. And then they've got Avatar at the end of the year in December. Yes. So that's three, that's three great titles. And I got to tell you, Avatar's looking really good. Guys, don't sleep on that one. I think it's going to be a hot title. I think. What it's do you think be it's going to be? What do you think the Avatar game's going to be? Like, like well, we- I mean, I think it's going to be like a Far Cry, like a Far Cry in Pandora. Kind that's of what vibe. I'm hoping. That's that's what, and I mean, it's a two player. It's a co op. You can play co op, first person, open world in Pandora. Uh, I, I, th- that's the only thing I can think of. I think it's going to be like a Far Cry. It's going to have a little bit of a. It's not going to be a. You know how Far Cry's kind of got like some serious stuff, but it's also a little bit silly and whatever. It's got some. Uh, you know, Saints Row type missions where, you know, you get mm-hmm. the cows to mate or whatever and like, you know, in uh, Far Cry 5. You don't remember that? And then they had, like, there was, I swear, I swear, oh, I'm not yeah. making this up. Oh, right? yeah, that's right. It was the yeah. mission. You had to get the cows to mate and then the cows are all doing what they're doing. They're all mating and then all of Far a sudden. Far Cry 5's really good. Really, really let's good. Let's get it on starts playing. And I'm yeah, like, what yeah. the hell is happening? But anyways, they're great. Uh, so I think Pandora is going to be a Far Cry in in uh, uh, sorry uh, Avatar is going to be Far Cry in Pandora. I'm looking forward to it. That's what and I'm it's hoping. It's in a great time of year when everybody's gone through all the big games, right? The only other like big December? game between now and then December, first week of December. Yeah. And then yeah. before that, we've got what Call of Duty in, in November, and then I pr- and then Mirage is somewhere in the mix. I can't remember where. But either way, it might be a nice Christmas game or a holiday game. You know what I mean? Yeah, like I'm thinking Avatar is going to be like a seven. And I'm gonna end up loving it. I ju- that's my prediction. Uh, the way things have been going lately with games, like um, that, they, these games come out and they get a seven, like Dead Island Two or like Gotham Knights, which I know a lot of people didn't love, but I ended up really yeah. liking it for what it was. Like I knew, yeah. right? We knew that. You that, know, yeah, right? You know what I mean when I say you knew, right? Chat, yeah, help I us thought- out. Yeah, the chat, you guys know. Uh, yes, I, D83, I do like Five Guys Burgers. Uh, I don't know where the hell that came from. <laughs> right in the chat, I just I just glanced down. I see, I see Dreamcast guy loves Starfield. And then all of a sudden I look and I see anyone like Five Guys Burgers. Yes, you know what I like about Five Guys Burgers? They pour the the fries in the bag after they fill your thing, and then they pour a scoop of fries in the bag so you can have bag fries. That's a great feature. Alan bag Wake 2, Lone Wolf Gamer. Yes, we could go on all day about the amazing games that are coming out in the next month or so. So hey, I'm excited. all of this, Mag, all this, and people are still whining nonstop on yes. socials and on podcasts. And there was a whole uh, supposed hit piece on either Onos Alex Fratinga or MBG, where MBG said that you know these guys are toxic and they're losers and... And I, I look back at X and C and I, you know, we don't run a perfect podcast, but Meg, I really feel like that 90% of the time you and I are talking about what we're excited about or what's coming. Right. I mean, that's really most of the conversations you and I have on the show, don't we? Or yes, I-, I don't go. I don't know. And you know, the thing is I, I could speak for myself and for you. I could speak for you too. We don't go after individuals ever. Um, right. Even if individuals go after us uh, and they, I mean, you know what? We both get it. We both get the heat. You know, you get the heat, I get the heat, and uh, whatever. It's, it is what it is. But, hey, you know what? I don't go after individuals, and at the same time, anybody tags me in that kind of stuff, I just ignore it or I just mute it uh, mm-hmm. because then they, it gets in this console war nonsense. And, you know, this is not the time. And I was actually going to – Percolator, I see what you're writing in there, eh? Calm down. 
The guy said the guy saying shots, 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 because obviously I'm saying anyways a lot, right? So he's uh, he's probably wasted by now. Anyways. Yeah, I, go have another shot, Perk. I just said, anyways, have another I was, shot. I was talking to Red Wolf, who was on our show uh, yeah. a couple weeks ago, and he was listening back, looking for a moment of something that you and I said. And I said, his mag said, "I see what you said." And he goes, "He literally just said that as I was uh, rewatching the show, and we had a good it's, laugh." It's, it's the old eyes. I'm still. I could still see all the comments, the smart, <laughs> snarky comments in the yeah, chat. Yeah, thousand yard stare. Yeah. yeah, oh, I love it. Though. I love it. I love the snarkiness. I love. I, you know, bring it on, man. I think it's so much fun uh, as so, long as it's funny. So, Meg and I don't talk about other people, but I do have no. to bring up Colin Mariotti's complaint because a lot of spicy stuff came from these leaks from Xboxers will cover, and one of them was Phil Spencer saying, um, "Quote: Nintendo is the prime asset for us in gaming, and that getting Nintendo would be a career moment." And I honestly believe a good move for both companies, close quote. And Colin Moriarty said on his podcast, Sacred Symbols, that Microsoft is soulless and they will they want anything they can get their hands on. So I don't know if you've looked into this, Mag, or if you remember this email yep. from three years ago where Phil said Nintendo's good get, but uh, he finishes up that that email by saying, quote, I don't think it would be a good move. And then he says hostile takeover wouldn't be a good idea. But what, what's your thoughts on Phil saying, let's get Nintendo? Uh, you know what? There's a lot of things that people say just to say them. You know what I mean? Like they're just, It's part of conversation. Or it could be like a wish list thing. Or, you know, I could be sitting around having a couple beers with my friends, and I could just randomly say something like, you know, man, I really want a C-Doo. Like, I want a C-Doo. Like, like, and then my wife will say something like, would you stop? You're not getting a C-Doo. And I'm like, but I, I really want a C-Doo. And she's like, we can't afford one. Right? And then we just, stupid things like that. Yeah. The, these guys are just firing off emails to each other. I don't think any of that was dead serious. Those are, those are pipe dreams at best. You know Nintendo's not selling to anybody. They are in their own world. They treat their company Actually, if you look at it, they treat their company like a toy company, not a video game company, not a software and a hardware company. Oh, yeah. They treat it, they treat it like a toy company. And if you actually look at the business design of how Nintendo operates, you could look at another company like, for example, uh, at least still in Canada, we still have Toys R Us here, right? You look at the business model and how they run, it's the same. They don't go down in price. They don't devalue over time like for example like software you know uh microsoft or sony or valve or whatever and third party uh you know third party uh publishers can release games and after a month they lose their value right and then it starts to go down over time and they devalue over time you could buy a, a nintendo game from eight years ago it's the same price right they treat it like a toy a teddy bear five years ago is 20 bucks tw uh, five years later the teddy bear is still 20 bucks they treat it the same because it, they're, they're not marketing to people who are into the software. They're marketing for generally a younger crowd, a collector's crowd. A lot of their stuff uh, is still on the physical side of things, believe it or like not. Like something you buy because you, you have to have it, right? Sure. Yeah. And I mean, I bought Tears of the Kingdom physical. It's still wrapped. Okay, I don't buy it. It's still wrapped. And I'm not even joking. Uh, guys, I, I'm looking at the camera. You see the camera? Look. It's still wrapped, okay? I haven't even... Un they took my $100, and they laughed all the way to the bank. So for someone yeah. like me, I never even played... I never even opened the thing. Sure, I'm a fraud. Great. 
But when I finally get to that, you know, the thing is, my kids are also playing Switch all the time, right? They play like, uh, what the hell is that stupid game? I hate that game. Oh, it drives me Animal nuts. Animal Crossing? One, no, the one where everybody punches each other. What the hell is it called? Oh, Smash Super Brothers. Smash, yeah, Smash Brothers. I hate that game. Oh, I'm too old for that. Sorry. Ugh, so I'm, I'm an old man. I tried it. I just not my bag. You and I um, are the the old man, the old Muppets up in the balcony going, ah, like Smash Brothers. <laughs> well, isn't um, speaking of what you're saying about Nintendo, their games and their hardware just never slows down its mass appeal or its market value. So, right, right. like you're you're referring to like Mario Kart Eight is like seven years old and it's still sixty dollars. <laughs> is it because yep. people just don't stop buying that? That's correct. They don't yeah. stop buying it. And if you actually look at some of the games now, I, I can tell you right now that for the first half of the gener of the next generation of the Switch 2, when it comes out, half of those games are going to be Switch 1 games that have been slightly, maybe, somewhat touched up a little bit for the Switch 2. But other than that, they just, like, half the games that my kids have, like the Mario games and whatever else, those were Wii U games. Oh, right, yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, like it's just like you look at all, all these Mario games, like these 3D Mario platformers and whatever else. And I'm looking at it, and I'm going, but and it says in the corner, it says, you know, uh, Wii U, uh, made for Switch from Wii U or whatever the hell it says. There's like a little thing in the corner, it says it tells mm -hmm. you what. So I'm like, what the hell is this? They don't devalue and whatever. Anyway, the point is, I'm ignoring all that. The point is, is that Phil, uh, and, and I, I X, saw what you X, said, X, Witness, Microsoft. yeah. Oh, you tried it, eh, Colt? You tried it. Yeah, the it doctor, feels good. I see what you it said feels too. good. He said, "He said, Mag and Colt bought the cardboard. They're true gamers. Remember the uh, the the Nintendo I, you know Switch cardboard? Uh, it was called like it was Lava. the worst number. It was like Nintendo Labo. Labo. Uh, hey, 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 careful what you say there, Colt. You don't want to get demonetized. It's, <laughs> it's like the worst word ever. I'm like the what it's, now? It's it's the Labo Labo la Labo. We're not gonna la call it Labo. Never mind. We're not going to say that word, folks. Okay, we can save that for Nuke Nukem. Keep right? it clean. Yeah, keep, keep it, clean. it clean. Keep it clean. All right. All right. Just <laughs> anyway, your little cardboard toy. The, the cardboard toy. The Nintendo Labo. I never bought it. But the thing is, Microsoft never had a chance with Nintendo. Nintendo is very content with where they're sitting and how yeah. they're doing. And if you still look at the hardware and the software sales, they still dominate. They destroy, like, even now, like, I, I saw the, la the last figures of the last quarter. Mm -hmm. Yes, Xbox is doing better. Yeah. Uh, Sony's doing what Sony does. But here comes Nintendo, like, still crushing, like, millions of millions of units of the Switch. Yeah, like, yeah, they're, they're still pulling is... a profit, but they're, like, in fourth place or... I don't know what it was on that, on that chart that but, came out. I didn't even I, share it this I, time. There was too much mess going on with that okay but cold but after how many years did they end up in fourth place or third place right well i like, mean you made a good point that they're doing it with the switch which is six years old or whatever yeah which is uh, awesome chat of course they had to put, <laughs> they had I to know. put the word in the chat i saw it's you roll that wolf. that's great yeah, yeah no, that's really funny anyway we're enjoying that that's really so fun. let me let um, me go back to colin because colin's like immediate reaction was was anger and disgust, and I think he used the word disgusting. He said they're soulless. Um, they want to buy up everything. Um, I don't want to combat that because I think that's an emotional reaction, really, uh, where Xbox bought Bethesda, and then ABK came to Xbox and said, please buy us. We're, we're, we're in a purchase position where this is a good price, and um, 
I don't know. It kind of goes back to the whole, the organic, the organic argument, Mag, where Xbox and PlayStation don't make games. Their studios do like, and you have to, you have to have a bunch of great studios. And we're going to talk about today how Xbox is going to continue to money hat games, AKA pay studios to make them uh, temporarily like PlayStation has been doing. Are you ready for that? Mag? Yeah, and you know, the, the thing is, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter how you do it or how you get to the finish line. As long as you get to the finish line and the customers are the ones, in the end, who actually benefit from it. That's all that matters to me. I don't right. care about anything else. I don't care if it's organic. I don't care if the games are farm to table. I don't care if they're non-organic. Okay, I don't care if they're GMO-free or if they're gluten-free games. I just want games and you out there listening that's all you should care about you shouldn't care about anything else you know what's funny is the studios don't care the studios and the employees working there don't care if they're farm to table i want to say farm to fork that sounds more fun right (laughs) like if you work for obsidian you don't care who acquires you you care that your studio head says we've got money coming in we can start green lighting these projects and if you're a consumer like you said mag so beautifully you should be caring about am i getting games that i'm going to enjoy oh that's it. The whole- that's it that's all that matters in the end you are a consumer you do not work for these companies you are not getting a christmas bonus from aaron greenberg if you're if you're if you're posting shots of you doing this on twitter Okay, you're not, or not. or if you're gonna do the pony thing. Well, yeah, well, maybe he might pay for your breakfast next time you see him in Beverly Hills. But that's a whole other story. Uh, <clears throat> Gold is getting paid off. Uh, anyway, I'm still mad you didn't go. By the way, I'm still mad, uh, dude. Dude, it, it's next just, time. Hey, man, I ended up. I, I was in the Dominican. Everything was right, well. Right. I mean, assuming California's still there next year, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, well, we'll see what happens. I don't know. It might slip into the. I don't know. I saw 2012, the movie. It was uh, you know. Anyway, here's the thing. Uh, so at the end of the day. It doesn't matter where these games come from, how they come from, whether you money hat them, whether you purchase them, whether you acquire them, whether they come to you, you come to them, whatever. You, the consumer, sits down on the couch or at a desk or whatever, and you turn on your PC or your consoles or your phone or whatever you're going to play on, and if you have access to that game, you then fork over your money to said, con- uh, you know, to said person, and then you play the game. That's all that should matter. You know, everything else is yeah. just semantics. You're just running in circles. Uh, arguing and talking about absolute nonsense. I, 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 I turn off, and I'm going to tell you this right now, not my dear friends, of course, because the ones that I listen to are actually great podcasters and have great shows. There are a lot of shows that I have delved into just to say, let me give this guy a try or this gal mm-hmm. a try or these guys a try. I turn them off. And you know why I turn them off? Because we should be talking about the fun we're having because this is fun. When Before I did the show tonight... Okay, I was just wrapping up my first run of separate ways, as I was telling you. I was having a blast. Yesterday, I played Lies of P for a couple of hours. I was having a blast. And I can't wait, which another thing I'm sure we'll talk about later. I can't wait for Cyberpunk Phantom Liberty. I just download, re-downloaded it on Xbox because yep. I bought, um, I bought uh, what's it called? I bought Cyberpunk on Xbox, so... I re-downloaded it there, and then I purchased the DLC. So I'm ready to rock there, and I can't wait to see what CD Projekt Red has brought to the table with the 2.0 update. Super excited. This is what we should be talking about. This is what the chat yeah. should be talking about. Not that, not that you know, uh, arguing about dollars and cents. Who 
cares? You don't make that money. No, I don't make that money. Colt doesn't. Well, Colt sometimes makes that money. <laughs> don't listen to him. <laughs> so, but, but in all seriousness, I don't in know. The end, we're here for fun. We're here for fun. I know. And I look back at all of the games I played on PlayStation or, or when we talk about the lists of what's exclusive. And if you want to talk about what PlayStation has provided over the past couple of years, you're, people say, well, the only thing they got for first party is Spider-Man. That's because... Mag, that's because PlayStation has loaded their system with money-hatted games, with third-party. They've got the Final well, Fantasy trilogy. They got Final Fantasy 16. Yeah. They've got studios they just purchased that are making games. They've got games coming sure. up from studios they've just bought. Like this is the reality. And you're right. Like we shouldn't be caring about. I didn't care about how amazing Forza Horizon Three was. Playground didn't belong to PlayStation or to Xbox back then. I didn't care. All I knew was Playground made a great game on my favorite platform. Actually, Forza Horizon 3 is one of my favorite games ever. And that's really what matters. And to hear somebody like Colin say their soul is still buy anything when it only takes 30 seconds to read the rest of the, not even that, 13 seconds to read the rest of the email where Phil says, let me go back to it, even though I was closing this up. I don't think it would be a good move, and we don't want to do a hostile takeover of Nintendo. This move, right? They were just says, talking, even if, just talking. But you don't buy the golden goose. Like you set that up perfectly. Nintendo would never sell, and of course, feels like yeah, having the biggest house would be the coolest thing ever. But I don't think it's a good idea, and it's just right. uh, it, unfortunately to Colin's uh, credit. This is a business email. It's not like Phil was sitting on a lawn chair, you know, uh, <laughs> flicking boogers into the pool. No, this was like a real conversation that was had that is like declarable <laughs> through, a, yep. you know, through a, a hey, public disclosure at this point. <laughs> well, yeah, and that was never supposed to get out. I mean, think about how embarrassing Think about how embarrassing it would be if someone got yeah <laughs> if someone got a hold of all the private conversations that we have in the background not just you and I but let, let's say us and other YouTubers and and things like that can you imagine if that got out in the public of all the stuff that we talk about in the background saying you know it'd be awesome this that and this you know it'd be even better if this guy did this that and the other thing it'd be pretty damn embarrassing you know what but I the say thing behind is, the scenes not reality. You know what I say behind the scenes when X and C isn't rolling or when I'm not making a video? I'll say things to Mag like, man, I wish Xbox would just buy PlayStation and get it over with. Just to see the tears and the clo cloven hooves <laughs> clomping for days. Now, I'll make jokes like that behind the scenes. Or we'll be in a party chat. And I'll make a joke like, man, if Phil just bought Jim Ryan and brought him over, that would be hilarious. And they're all jokes. I don't make a business email like that. But uh, for real, seriously, Xbox hey, buy the, PlayStation. You know <laughs> it's just like the Capcom thing. And it was like, you know, you see the Capcom, they're like, oh, we'll, we would politely decline. Just shut up. No one's buying you. Okay. You're not selling. I, I want to ask you about that in a minute. I want to ask you about that one in a minute because that one's pretty funny. Uh, let me get a, yep. a, a couple supers here. New Soul 9 with a $5. Thank you, New Soul. He says, Colt, do you believe Microsoft will do a round table once the ABK deal is finished? If you do, if so, do you believe will they'll speak about the leaks at the roundtable as well? No, I don't think they would speak about leaks, but Mag, they would probably do a big what to do or something when ABK is officially done, right? Sure, that's going to happen. What, what you you talk about when they sit around with lattes around the, the like sit around the, like the fire 
in their comfy little couch and they yeah they talk about stuff they sit around the yeah, pool yeah, and they're do, like yeah they'll <laughs> they'll do that they'll do that at yeah. some point but like you know who knows when uh it's still not going to be till 2024. So everybody keep your pants on, all right? So, you know, let's let's calm down. Ah, Carry on. Yeah. Okay. BT Maverick 707, thank you for the 5. He says, "What's up guys? So, PS5 discless IGN says, "Great idea." Xbox Series X discless. IGN says, "Into physical media. Uh media's back at it on their SEO clicks again." Oh, I do not go with the whole media bias, but lately the double standard has been very strong. BT, we're going to get into talking about that digital Series X in just a few minutes. Happy Hitman with the two euros says, Tots on Destin not covering the Starfield post-launch. Tots on Destin not covering Starfield post-launch. Um, now, if Sir, Destin probably hasn't made Starfield content because he doesn't feel like it's going to do a lot, and I would agree. Um, I haven't I don't know. I just don't make that. Destin and I kind of make the same type. If you're making news videos, there isn't a lot. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. What to say about Starfield post-launch? I don't know if you've given that any thought, Mag. I mean, is, is he playing it? Of course, and I'm sure he's by now he's like, probably played it out and he's kind of moved on or he's he's done, maybe. I now, mean, I am. Did, did he review? Did he review the game? I can't even remember. I, 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 there's I don't so know. many reviews that... So, I mean, if he reviewed it, that means he probably finished it before the game actually even came out. So there's a distinct possibility he might have just yeah. finished the game, got it over with, and then moved on to something else. Because these guys, especially those like those bigger the, the bigger guys, they're busy. They're getting codes left, right, and center that they've mm -hmm. got to, like, you know what I mean? They've got to move on. they got to keep moving and moving and moving, and they don't got time. Yeah. So the only one that I know that – sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. I was going to say, the only one that I know that takes their time, and I'll give them credit for that, even though people don't like them. Uh, but, I mean, obviously someone likes him because the guy's got, you know, however many millions of subs. Uh, Angry Joe. Angry oh, Joe yeah, yeah. takes his time. He takes his time, and he doesn't release a, um, a review for a game until a month after the game comes out because he will literally exhaust every avenue of the game and actually sit down and play it and, and do it with his own money. He doesn't get codes from any of them. He buys it himself. He does his thing. Mm -hmm. He plays it. He enjoys it or hates it, whatever. And then he does the review. And then from there, then he'll move on to something else. And that's why he doesn't do so many reviews. Because you're not actually enjoying and, like, properly, you know, in, uh, uh, consuming the game, so to speak, right? So you're not, like, by taking your time like that, you're able to get, get a proper, well-rounded review, right? So who the heck yeah. knows? Anyways, I don't know if Colin, if no, Colin I, I, I just did it, ripped through it in a week, and then just said, forget it, I'm done. I, or I he like doesn't to like say it. Yeah, I'd like to say something on that. Um, let me try and shoehorn this in first. Destin knows that his IGN group is doing tips and tricks and guides and all kinds of different content. So why would he want to compete with that on his personal channel? That's probably why he's not making content. But when you say uh, reviewing and enjoyment of the game, I don't know if I said this on my show a couple of weeks ago, but I really do feel that my review period time 
sucked a lot of the enjoyment out of the game at many moments where I felt time constrained. I felt pressured. I felt like I had to get through a certain part and, and get, uh, toward, I feel bad when I say this, cause I've said this in a couple of parties and people get quiet, but it's a very big privilege to get a game like Starfield early. But for me to say, you know, when I'm reviewing and I feel like I can't really enjoy the game and people are sitting there thinking, oh my gosh, I would have given anything to play the game early. But let me move that into a discussion with you, Mag, about how journalists and industry reviewers seem to be quite a bit jaded this past five to 10 years where there are so many games. I'm trying to set this up for you before I give you the mic. There's so many games they're playing because you you were saying this just a second ago, right? About how they're moving on to the next thing. Codes are coming in. And I I got two questions for you. Are reviewers jaded and oh, too harsh on games sometimes? And do you feel like they give the game their all or finish it? Can you tackle those two things, Mag? Yes, yes. And this is what I'm I this literally ties into what I was just talking about with the angry Joe situation, right? By the way, by the way, uh hysterical husky. Uh, he says, "Max, be spazzing." It's yeah. I kept going like this while you were talking, whatever. It's I just finished working out right before the show. I always do this seven o'clock to eight o'clock. I do a hard workout and then I do the show. So my back is <laughs> my back is actually the muscles are starting to tighten and spasm a bit. Oh, so geez. I keep going like this. So when I sit in the chair, I keep going like this to loosen myself up. It's pretty funny. So people see me. I, I should probably turn the mic off of, or the uh, the camera off if I'm doing that. Anyways. Back to the story. Hey, man, we're old. You're allowed to stretch and do whatever you have Dude, to do on camera. At least I'm crushing the iron, man. That's the way to go. So here's the thing. Do, do I have to remind I you what the question is, given... old man? No, 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 no. <laughs> People are not giving the games enough time and, and, and effort and to really give their full attention in order to truly understand what the developer or what the storyteller is trying to say or trying to portray to you or trying to make you feel or emote or whatever right and that is why and i've talked about this before on this very show and that and and, and like i said the exact same thing about angry joe he will review and, and someone else asked if angry joe's done a review on starfield no he hasn't you know why you're probably not going to see it till mid-october maybe late october because he's going to give it the time it deserves when I play a game, I will either get the thousand out of a thousand, or I will platinum it if I'm playing it on Xbox or PlayStation, Jeez. because I want to get every single nuance of every single feature of every single thing they put in that game, even if it's tedious. I want to see how much effort and how much they, time they put into it. I appreciate the game that much more. Now, I don't do that for every single game because I don't buy every game because there's games I know I'm not going to like. For example, Baldur's Gate 3. I know everybody's talking about it's the hotness. I cannot play for the life of me. I cannot do turn-based uh, turn RPG whatever games. They, I, it's just not my bag, right? So I'm never going to touch that game. But other games that I know I'm going to buy, I will get the 1,000 out of 1,000. I will get that platinum. I will get the 100% completion, whatever it is, right? So... By doing that, once that trophy, uh, once that trophy, pl the platinum trophy pops, or the achievement pops, my final achievement, let's say whatever it was like a hundred points, it's that feeling of 
Man, that was awesome. Man, I really got to thank you for the experience. Uh, one of the best completions I've done in a long time, besides uh, AC Valhalla, was Psychonauts 2 for Xbox. I thought that that was one. So far, believe it or not, that's mm -hmm. actually one of my games of the generation for Xbox. For Xbox specifically. Was Psychonauts yeah, it's a, it's 2. A I think, special I game. think it's... I think it's one of the best. I think it's the best game they've released this generation. Uh, that's my that's my hot take. So that's just me. And when I finished that and I got that thousand out of a thousand, I put that controller down and I just like wandered around the house for like ten minutes, feeling lost because I was like, that was what a what a magical experience. Now the thing is, because I did that, imagine me sitting down and writing a review. You're going to get a full, unadulterated uh, review of every single nuance that the game offered because I spent the time to do so. The problem with the reviewers now, first of all, half of them aren't even like actual journalists. These are just guys with cell phones, okay? <laughs> everybody everybody with cell phone sitting on a bus and they're sitting there writing a, writing a clickbait article or whatever and everybody goes insane on, on Twitter about it and, or whatever on YouTube, right? That's, you know, half of them, they can't even spell for Christ's sake. They can't even, you know, proper oh, grammar. I mean, a lot of these else. guys are on, on, you know? Metacritic, but this is what I'm kind of referring to. But. Okay, all right, but them too. Them too. They're no, they're, a lot of them are no better. But just because Kotaku is not, you know, it's not, those guys could just be like some 60, 17 year old kid farting around on his cell phone or whatever, 18 year old. Yeah, I don't know. Like but 20, the point is, 32. Well, that's even more pathetic. But anyway, mm -hmm. besides the point, here's the thing they're getting too many games and they're doing too many things and they're not giving the games enough time. That's the problem. You're not getting enough time. You're ripping through it. You put out a review, and then you piss off to the next one, right? And that's not fair to the developers. That's not fair to the people who put out the, the publishers, the people who put out the game, who put in thousands of hours of their time or whatever. And all you do is you're just like, Neh. you just rip through it, and then you just move well, on. It's like you're going into a restaurant. I develop a, a menu, let's say, for like whatever. And some guy comes in, takes two bites, and walks out. goes, yeah, it's all right. It's a seven. And I'm like, dude, sit down and enjoy it. Yeah. Well, the I mean, that's pairing of wine with it or whatever, right? That's what I got to say about that. Like what people don't get, like, of course, I had two weeks to play Starfield, which is plenty of time. And of course, of course, that's what I was told. You have plenty of time to play the game. But there's also two full days where I have to be ready to build the review and produce it and get it set up and get it sent out before embargo and all that stuff. Right. So there is a little bit of, I wonder if journalists, I want to say this without knocking the journalists or the industry reviewers, that I think maybe the, the short time with all of the things on their plate that are coming in that are either game-related or review-related, that they feel like they have to bang, 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 you know, like eat really quick, <clears throat> put their thoughts out, and get them their second one, because if you don't, then you don't get any traffic. Uh, there's also kind of a little conspiracy that, you're you have you're going to be along all these other people reviewing the game and if your review doesn't stand out no one will care and i think we did see a little bit of that maybe someone doesn't give it a six but maybe they give it an eight because they think everyone else is going to give it a nine or ten i don't know i don't really truly feel that way and i also say that you're allowed to have whatever opinion you want so i don't know at I the end just, of the day I'm just I'm saying, just at the end of the you. day, absolutely, yeah. it's everybody's everybody's opinion is their opinion. It's fine. There's no problem with that. Evil Pong, don't be ridiculous. Uh, you know, <laughs> and so the thing is, is that 
you, you you have the rights to do whatever you want. You could you could give a game a four, or you can give the game a nine yeah. or a ten. Whatever you want to do at the end of the day, it's your opinion. That's fine. But I do I do feel that I that in this age, in this this constant stream or trough of nonstop bombardment from digital entertainment, from streaming, from subscription services, and everything else, people and it's fine. It's just the way that the people are consuming things, they're not taking the time to enjoy it. Mm-hmm. It just feels like everybody's wolfing down everything in front of them and not sitting back and just smelling the roses for five seconds. You know what well, I'm saying? If, and as a you, result of that... Yeah, and if you're a reviewer, the most important thing is to get your thoughts down honestly and then enjoy the traffic, which is the whole reason why you got the code played the game and wrote the review in the first place. Now for me, uh, number one priority for me is to enjoy the game. And I felt like that other part creeps in where I have to get my review out there and hope that people watch it and, you know, be within the time constraints, but I don't know. Uh, it's a lot, it's a lot to take in. We do have a bunch of stuff to talk about. Um, Speaking of Starfield, we'll end this talking about Starfield by saying that right now on Steam, it is worse in user reviews in Fallout 76, which is <laughs> uh, kind of funny. Uh, just just for just for reference point, Mag, Fallout 76 in 2019, right. it was a 34 percent. Now it's like okay. a 71. So, yes, you may. Of course, I have a question. I have a question for you. In order to put a review on Steam, do you have to own the game or have played the game? Yep. Yep. So it's not review bombing. People have to at that's, least... That's, that's why I'm, I'm asking. Yes. I can't remember what the criteria is. I think it was an hour. You have to have an hour of playtime. And I doubt anybody's going to pay money for the game and let it sit there on the menu for an hour just so they can review bomb it. So I don't believe that for a second. Uh, oh, no, it's Alex, who is big on PC, said that... It's mostly full of people who are not happy with the PC port and optimization. So, I mean, yeah. Uh, Sailor Mercury says, I don't take Steam seriously then. I mean, I don't take user scores seriously. I don't really care. But all the complaints I made a few minutes ago, I do take a, I take a conglomerate of industry reviews seriously. Because, I, I mean, I, I don't know. The crowd you know what? It's a good wrong. litmus test. You know, sure. the thing is, I, I, I know a lot of people and a lot of podcasters and a lot of people on YouTube and even in the chat and whatever else in the community saying, oh, I don't care about Metacritic or this and that. I'm like, but there is another side of that. And if the other side of that is it's a pretty solid litmus test of the quality of the game. If the game is scoring 90s like crazy, not everybody that works for those companies are fanboys of said company or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. The, the odds are pretty good. The odds are pretty good that the game is amazing if it's hitting nineties, right? If yeah. the game is hitting fifties or sixties, you know the game is crap. I mean, and it's pretty solid. It's a pretty solid indication that it's not going to be good. Now, the funny part is the gray area of seventy to eighty. That's hit and miss. Like for example, you know, like I, I mentioned it a million times before. One of my favorite games of last gen, last gen for the PlayStation, not for Xbox, for PlayStation was Days Gone. And that was a really low Metacritic. I think it was 70-something, I think. Not really low. I think it started 70 71, 72. 70, 71. So yeah, something like that. Low mm-hmm. 70s. Now, that's the gray area. Because then it's up to your personal preference, right? At that point, you're like, 
I'll give it a shot and I'll see if I like it or not. I, I would I would imagine that Gotham Knights was probably in the seventies somewhere, right? So yeah, maybe a little lower, but sure, maybe lower. So then it's still up to you. At, at, at that point, you're like, you know what? It was a sixty-eight, but I liked it, right? So that's not the personal preference. When you start hitting 80, 85, 88, 89, 90, those are irrefutable. You know what I mean? Those, I mean, that's a qual. You know that it's quality. So I mean, I know that people say, you know, you can't really trust Metacritic, and you're not wrong. Everybody is right in their own way. It's just there's no absolutes. Only a Sith deals in absolutes. Remember that. Uh, so we've said that so many times on this show. It's, hey, it seems to come up true, almost every dude. week. Right. It's true. Only a mm-hmm. Sith deals in absolutes. Remember that, okay, guys. So the thing is, and gals, at the end of the day, it's up to you. But it is undeniable. Like, I mean, if it's something that's scoring really low or really high. It's not fanboyism. Odds are pretty good. The game's crap or the game's pretty awesome. So, you know, trust okay. in it a little bit. Give it a little bit of faith. That's Yeah, what I like say. I said, we got to use it with something else. You got to mix it with something. Mix it yeah. with mix Metacritic with something else. And Except I think for you'll tequila. be okay. That's, do not, do not, stop. Kids, do not mix stuff with tequila. You're supposed to have it straight. No ice cubes, no nothing. Room temperature. Please. <laughs> Speaking Carry of tequila. Yes. Speaking of that, we got Boner Jams with another super. He says, Evening Colt West Timber and the sexual icon Mag. Welcome back, Colt. Hope you had a great trip. Mag, brushing up on the Mortal Kombat 1 combos. Let's go. That's awesome. Oh, man, you know what? I, I That's one game that keeps slipping through the cracks right now because I got so many games bombarding me. So I'm, I'm literally going from system to system. And what's happening now, now that I have reignited the Xbox, is... The kids are playing that bloody game upstairs with the stupid floppy things that I hate. You know, like the delivery service game and all that stuff, but the kids love it. Uh, there's a new one. Party what, animals. The party That's animals? It. Well, yeah, you yeah. need to play so, it. Well, I'm watching them play it. That's more than enough. Anyway, so I got a Series S upstairs, uh-huh. and the kids are playing party animals. And because of that, I can't play my Xbox downstairs because it's logged onto my account, right? And so... Then I'm like, all right, fine. I'll just go play Resident Evil on PlayStation. So I do that, and then when they're done, <laughs> and then when they're done and they go to bed, I turn off the PlayStation. Then I go back to Xbox and I'm playing Lies of P. And then the next day, you know, they come home from school, and then they're back on Party Animals. I'm like, God damn it! And then I got to go back to PlayStation. I'm back. You know what I mean? Some flip flop. Oh, I'm flip flopping. Woo! Oh, I I got to that point oh. where I had to. I started spending money to get my kids games. So they they were using my account. You know six, seven years ago. And after a while, I'm like, I can't have this. I can't, I cannot have this, this back and forth sharing. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was driving me nuts. I, I'm going to have to open up my son's account because my son has an account, but the thing is I'm using game pass on my account. Right. So mm-hmm. I know, uh, and I'm no longer, ga- I'm no longer game sharing with anybody uh, so right now. So I'm back solo. Uh, and then, uh, so yeah, so I'm doing all that business. So yeah. So every time they're farting around with party animals, I can't play my Xbox downstairs or down here in this room. Right. So yeah, well, so now I, I got to go back to PlayStation. I- we, we got First world part- problems. Hey, I know. Isn't that awful? <laughs> I know life is so difficult. Hey, just so you guys know, we're going to talk about um, some Japanese games coming for Xbox, the state of Xbox in Japan. Uh, an update for Tomb Raider and Perfect Dark that you didn't see coming. We're also going to talk about this new Xbox console leak and the controller, which I think uh, Mag and I have a lot of cool stuff to say. Before we do that, I got the doctor with the Canadian Five says, Colt, what's a good year for vintage Gibson Les Pauls? Uh, he says LPJ for Les Paul Juniors. He says, thanks for the show. Just poured a double tequila, which is perfect that he says hey. that. I don't know my way around Les Paul Juniors. 
I don't know what's wrong with just buying a newish one or a slightly used one, but I know obviously the late fifties are like the best ones, but you don't have 40 grand. So don't do it. Um, spend, spend where you need to for guitars. Udonic Kizada says the Xbox community has some funny nicknames, but can't lie. I spit out laughing when I saw a pony say lies of P Spencer in a concerned troll post. Oh, they never change. And troll Roberts says Colt Magan cigars. Great show. Uh, he's out there living the good life. Let's talk about the first thing, uh, which is Phil Spencer saying they've got a bunch of Japanese exclusives in the works. And I don't have a lot to say because we don't know what those are, but he did say they're working with studios to make Xbox games and make their own games because he was asked mag about, uh, not just making other games, but making things like they did with lost odyssey and uh blue dragon. And am I mixing those up? Blue Dragon and oh, Lost man. Odyssey. You- Blue Odyssey and Lost Dragon. Don't don't get mad at me. I didn't play those games. No, 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 no. It's Lost Odyssey. It's Lost I know Odyssey. It is. No, you, you, you were right the first time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um and Blue Lagoon. No, I, but anyway, kind of cool. Like <laughs> all this stuff has been stirring for about three years, where Phil's been flying over to Japan a lot during the year. And this is the thing. This also comes in. With, uh, I want to hear your thoughts on this, Mag. The great Hideki Kamaya is leaving Platinum yes. Games. What yes. shall we do? Uh, I'm sure they'll be just fine in the end. Uh, I really am not a monster fan of Platinum Games. I will play them. Uh, like the Near Automata, uh, Near Automata games and stuff are, are fun, but they can kind of get a little redundant for me. Uh, not really my thing. But anyways, I try them. I give them a shot. Uh the the bigger question is I have the question I'm I'm answering your question with a question but why did did he say did he say why like is he is he just walking away for now and then all of a sudden six months later he's going to show up with a new studio um, is he going to show up on the Xbox doorstep is he going to show up in the PlayStation doorstep and become first party and create a new studio yeah for either either blue or green like that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, we don't know, but I saw in comments where people were like doing some investigative, uh, you know, kind of following the clues to think where he would probably end up next. But apparently, he I'm sure he has somewhere that he wants to go, but uh, he's not well-loved because he's, he's one of those guys that is kind of infamous on social media. If you reply to him in English, he will immediately block you. Which oh, kind of yeah. goes away from like the global... Like we're in a global gaming community and if someone writes to me in Arabic and I can hit the translate thing, I can reply back to sure. them uh, the same way I or I can that. just reply back yeah. in English and say hopefully they, they hit the translate button. But uh, I don't right. know what his deal is, but he's not. He's also not very old either. I think he's probably younger than us. No, no. It's right. It's I don't know, dude. I don't know, dude. It's also hard to tell. Japanese, they could be like 80 years old and they look like they're 22. So, like, who the Lucky. hell knows? Right. I, I, I don't know what it is. It's got to be the sushi and the good living, man, the clean living. It's got to be. There's no other way. Yeah, but, I certainly uh, anyway. don't live that way. <laughs> oh, God, no. Are you kidding me? Look at what a disaster we are over here. Anyways, the thing is, uh, <laughs> I think that he's going to end up on. Um, well, you know what? Actually, it could go either way. Let, let's, let's, let's have a little fun here. Let's speculate for just two seconds. Okay. We know that we know that lies of P. Spencer. Now, but I'm going to call him that for the rest of the show now because you what you said because that was so funny. Phil, I know you're listening. Okay, I'm just kidding. Please don't. Yeah, get don't all take upset. it. Don't, don't take it the wrong way. Yeah, Meg says it don't out loud. Send, I, 
I know you. I know you know where I live, my IP, because you could. You're tracing it right now. Don't yep. send anybody to the house, okay? Everything's fine. Anyways, here's the thing. I think that Phil Spencer wants. I mean, we we know that he wants to increase his, you know, increase the audience in Japan and the presence yep. in Japan, right? What better way to get him to walk away from Platinum? Offer him X amount of dollars to open up his own studio with his own time and his own, you know what I mean? Like, take your time, do what you want to do. You have you have a passion project you've been thinking about, but Platinum wouldn't let you do it. We'll let you do it, right? So maybe he could do something like that and all of a sudden create a whole new studio. Then they talk about it, like, let's say, at the Game Awards uh, six months from now. You know, bring him out on stage and say, hey, uh, just saying... We just opened up a brand new studio. It's going to be part of the Xbox Game Studios in Japan. We're going to be working on new projects. Can't wait to talk about them in a, in a couple of years, blah, 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 blah. That's one option. All right, that's a pretty good one, actually. The more I think about it, that's a pretty good possibility. The second possibility is Sony is looking at this ABK situation and saying, all right, guys, time to fill up the ranks. Let's yep. get some more people in here. Let's grow another studio. Let's do. Let's get another farm to table organic uh, studio, <laughs> right? Right. Organically right. fed, gr- grain fed only. Just just so you know, all the developers were grain fed only. They were free range uh, developers. From full they to let fork. them out. Yep. Right? Yep. And there's no, there's no caging of the developers. They let them walk free every day. They eat grain and fresh Cage. spring water. Right, cage free. They're all like I said. They're they, free they, range they, developers. They, they massage the cows for that. What do they call it? The Kobe beef. They massage the cows and yeah. play nice music they, they for massage, them. They, that's right. They massage the developers. The like wagyu a, beef or whatever it's called. You know, you're a cook. You're a chef. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Wag, wagyu beef. Yeah, wagyu beef. They massage the cows before they brutally murder them in a a, for, a Mortal Kombat style fatality. Who shot you? What the hell do you mean? It's a terrible idea. That was a brilliant <laughs> idea. That's why you don't work for Xbox marketing. Anyways, <laughs> and Sony can look at it. Sony could do the same thing. And Sony yeah. could look at this situation and say, you know what, guys, time to build up the ranks. ABK is about to go to, X- uh, to, to Microsoft, Xbox, whatever. And then they could do the same thing. Offer him a studio there too. say, listen, we're Japanese. You're Japanese. You know, the culture's there. We don't have to like, you know, there's no barrier. There's no, you know what I mean? Get right in there. Build a studio. We'll fund it. You got to make some AAA games for us. All right. Uh, hmm. We'll put out a contract for two AAA games in eight years, right? In eight years total, whatever. Let's do an eight-year contract. You have to do two AAA games during that time. We will give you the money and the funds for it. Get on it, right? And then yeah. you get them over there, and then they start the marketing wheel, you know, from the former studios of Platinum, the former creator of Platinum Studios, blah, 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 or whatever the hell they want to say, right? Same thing. So either way, it works. So it'll be very interesting. Or he just is sick and tired of the industry, and he just retired. He wants to drink Mai Tais. Maybe. Maybe. I mean, when you say all that, I just, I picture the scale bound incident. I'm like, did Phil, you know, some of that anger and frustration toward Hideki, uh, through, from Kamaya, like during his working with them, or was it just platinum as a whole? I mean, when I look back at it, my personal take was that they sat there sitting on Microsoft's money and built like eight games and half of them were exclusive to PlayStation. It's not a good look. I just, when I bring up him leaving the industry, I don't really think about Xbox stepping in and having anything to do with Platinum. And I'm looking at the chat while you're talking and they're kind of like in the, they're like, eh, Platinum, you know, they're like, no, don't work with him. And I guess I would agree. Why, why work with him? The other part of this Japanese thing, Meg, is that 
I love this. People try to use this as like, oh, thank goodness. Oh, thank the heavens above that Capcom was asked, uh, what would you do if Microsoft or Xbox uh, wanted to acquire you? What would what would you do? And they said, oh, we would gracefully decline. And uh, there is more to this than it really looks from the beginning. Meg, uh, what are your thoughts about Capcom saying, nah, we, would, we wouldn't sell? Not going anywhere. If there was ever a point to do it, it was before they released Resident Evil 7. You remember that? Capcom was on the ropes. They released two or three stinkers in a row. They were down in the dumps. Really? Uh, the stock went, oh yeah, the stock went tumbling, and they almost sold the PlayStation. They almost, they, there, was a, there was talks about was them going back to play. when they, they put out uh, Dead Rising 4 for Xbox? And, I think so. It was somewhere around that time. And the next year was Resident Evil 7? Resident what, what Evil 7 and Monster Hunter. I can't, got, uh, chat help. Chat oh, Monster help Hunter me was out, massive, I, yeah. Yeah, help us out, Monster chat. What were, the, what were the 2015, 16 era uh, Capcom games that were not that great? I didn't know that Capcom had a rough patch. Oh, they but. were they were on the ropes big time. I remember I, I did a couple shows with Boom. Speaking of Boom, Mr. Boomstick XL's birthday is today. So everybody in the chat, if you listen to Mr. Boomstick XL and Double Barrel Gaming, please say happy birthday to the young man. He's only he eighty two years, years young. old today. Oh, cold stop it. He's 53 years young. He's doing great, and his shows are awesome. Go check him out. Yeah. Go say hi and wish him happy birthday. And from Colt and myself. Who's golden boom. years? Happy birthday, buddy. We'll talk happy to you Happy birthday, real Boom. Soon. I'm allowed to make fun of old yes. people. I am an old people. Yes. You are an old people? Yep. Uh, oh, yes. Yeah. Someone actually said, here we go, Street Fighter Five. Uh, oh, yeah, was that was Dead probably Rising not. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Dark Void was Dead last Rising gen, 4. Isaac. But, uh, yeah. Resident Evil 6. Um, the Lost Planet yes, games they, were good, but the 2 and 3 were not. Anyway. Yeah, the the they, funny they thing about really this, bad. Mag, is yeah. you're, you're a businessman. If if somebody in the media asks you, Mag, if uh, if such and such company were to offer you a big bag to sell, would you do it? What would you say to the media? Uh, if let's, you own your business, let's not lie to us. Oh, okay, but 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 <laughs> the business was sustaining. The business was sustained, and I'm making millions or billions. Then I wouldn't. Then I wouldn't budge because there'd be no point to it. Because you're going to get a one time payout, and then that's it. Yeah. Why take a one-time payout when you could continuously get that payout forever? Don't underestimate the power of greed. I am not a greedy person, but I'm just saying well, when it comes to a corporation, never yeah. underestimate the power of greed because they can want this, but why take this when they can have this, right? That's all they want. They just want more and more, and they bust my chops nonstop. Like, for example, when I work, I can make numbers, I can make budgets, I can do this, and I can make, I can hit all the goals and all the targets and be the best in Canada. All right, they'll still be like, but could you give us some more? And mm -hmm. I'm like, why don't you go to hell? Give you some more. You know what I mean? It's like, what do you want? Stop. You're such I'm a gracious you human being. Oh, dude, it's so ridiculous. But, but anyway, that's what they are. So the thing is, Capcom, if you're making billions a year, why would you sell? Why well, would you sell? I mean, the, fu the funny thing about this is I don't care who asks this question. But but if you ask the question, like, if Microsoft was to come to you, Capcom, and offer to, to acquire you, what would you say? Now, they have a responsibility to their people and their stockholders 
to say That's the other thing, yeah. we would gracefully decline because it's a bad business to look to say, oh man, we get out of here in a hurry because it, 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 it shows a, a, it shows that you're not committed to your product or your delivery sure. or that you would just, you would just buy off and leave. The other part of this mag is that they have a fiduciary responsibility to say, heck yes. If Microsoft offers them the money behind the scenes, but to a journalist or an interviewer or anyone that asks, the answer is always, no matter who you are, no matter whether you're against the ropes as a company, whether you're, the golden goose with the golden egg or whether Colin Moriarty likes it or not, it's your responsibility to say, heck yes. If the money is right behind the scenes, but not in that interview. And I think anyone who tried to run with, Oh, thank the feathery heavens above that Xbox isn't going to buy Capcom because guess what? After they buy Sega, they're looking at Capcom and I'll, I'll stand right here and say, it's a quite, a possibility. Mag, am I crazy? Yes. Thank the heavens. That's it. That's the answer. Yes. <laughs> I'm telling you, uh, you know what? This will be, this will be uh, for anybody old enough to remember Siskel and Ebert. Siskel and Ebert used to agree once in a while, but once in a while, they used to disagree. And that's I'm why they're not on the air anymore. Here, and I say, <laughs> well, they're dead. So that's, kind of, that's it's hard to be on the air. They're hard to be on the air when you're not, not with AI. Uh, yeah, well, well, that's true. They could bring him back. Yeah, sure. Uh, I, I mean, I watched. I watched. Uh, I watched Trump do a thong song uh, thing with AI uh, just the other day. So I'm like, well, that's if they totally can do authentic. that. Yeah, I mean that. Yeah, if yeah, that's where technology that is leading us. I am all for it. Yeah, I mean, um, on, honestly, <laughs> when I say, hilarious. yeah, <laughs> honestly, when I Sorry, say that they bad. should buy Capcom, yeah. I actually think they'd be better off. Like, yes, I think they could buy Sega, and maybe they should. But for Capcom. I think it's way better to just throw the occasional bag at them and say, hey, can you make something for us? Or, hey, do you want to launch in Game Pass? I think that's way better. That's probably where Phil is. You know, uh, I think it's probably I don't say, You know what? I don't, see, I don't see Capcom even doing that right now. And the reason why is because their third part, their, their games are just one after another. They found their formula. They found their footing. As soon as they released Monster Hunter, then they rolled right into Resident Evil 7 Biohazard. Um, and then they just kept rolling from there. The remakes of, of two and three. Oh, so just hugely win, successful. win, wins. Yeah. Win, win, win. RE4 remake. Absolutely stunning. My game of the year so far. Right. And uh, I absolutely adore that game, even over Hogwarts Legacy. I loved Hogwarts Legacy, but uh, I just RE4 remake for me has been the banger of bangers this year for me, mm -hmm. for me personally. Right. So that, you know, they, they just keep and they just keep knocking out of the park. And Village sold incredibly well. One of the biggest selling Resident Evils of all time. Yeah, they haven't you know? had a, they haven't had an L since no. Dead Rising Four. And I, I like that, and I like yep. that game. And they shut that studio down. Street Fighter Six. Yeah, that's right. They did shut them down. Street Fighter Six uh, did very well, and it's going to yep. continue to do well because they have the Evo and you know all those uh, all the tournament events and things like that, right? Yeah. So they they will always do well with those and. There's no need, and I don't even see them doing any money hatting stuff. I mean, they'll do a little bit here and there, maybe with like a games as a service or an online. Isn't there a game coming for PlayStation that's Capcom exclusive? It's probably more likely they go into Game Passes. Hargeet said in the chat, uh, Ace Attorney just yeah. went from Capcom into Game Pass, and Abdel says Capcom was not on the 100 plus merger and acquisition list. Square and Sega were, so those are further things where 
it's probably more likely. Of course, I can say pie in the sky things all I want, or I can say book it. They're going to buy Capcom, but it's more likely that they would grab something in Game Pass sooner than later. And I think you're right, Meg. And Siskel and Ebert will disagree once in a while, won't they? Hey, man, it's hey, that's that's the way it goes. But I, you know, I, I I just don't see another thing. I don't see happening in the future. I don't know if I'm if, if I get, if we're going to talk about this at some point, but I'm going to talk about it. Is that you're going to see a lot less third party games going into Game Pass uh, day and date. I think that that's going to be something that in the next couple of years you're going to start seeing it kind of scale back a little bit as they're building those first party studios a little bit more and getting it more established in that department. Mm-hmm. They're going to pull away from that as we saw in the leaks, right? The prices that they're charging, that these companies would charge for that because why would they why would they lose their shirts, right? If you've got Jedi Survivor and you know you're going to sell 15 mil right off the rip because Star Wars is still on the digital side, not the Disney side. The Disney, they're bombing like crazy. But the game side, Dis- uh, Star Wars is still a respectable name. The games yeah. are still are still doing really well. They actually, by the way, I don't know if anybody knew this, but they actually greenlit, it was it was announced today, that they greenlit a third game in the, in the franchise. So there's a third yeah, Jedi yeah. game coming. They, they already started development. They already so got that's the... Calvin or whatever his name is, he's already doing the mocap yes. for it. Cal- yeah, that's is right. It Calvin uh, Monaghan. That's it's Mon. Yeah. I know his last name's Monaghan. Um, so uh, yeah, so they're already working on that. You, you know what? Know I, you're gonna I, sell 50 million copies. Yeah, I, right? I, I sorry. Go ahead. Even, go ahead. I haven't even said this for the show, but th- thanks for being here for the XC podcast. I haven't done the station identification, but I'm Cold Eastwood. And I'm here with Mag, middle aged game guy, and we do this weekly show called XC Podcast. Hit the like if you're enjoying the show. We talk about all the latest news. Mag and I tend to have a little bit of expertise. Maybe if it's not in gaming, we might have expertise in life. Being old guys, but we really appreciate you being here. And shout out to the chat and everybody. I didn't read the channel members and veterans that are supporting the show but thank you so much i'll do that on the next one we are also on spotify apple and google podcast so if you're listening to this audio only i hope the show comes across uh semi-cohesive as mag and i talk back and forth but we really appreciate you hit the like button let's get that up to 500 we've got a couple supers and i want to talk about something that boy i hope one of my buddies doesn't get upset with me but i got an insight into the new tomb raider and we're going to talk about what's going on with Perfect Dark. Uh, quickly, I'll just say with Perfect Dark, uh, Embracer laid off some employees, and people at Crystal Dynamics were laid off that were considered uh, redundant employees, people that they already have other people doing their roles. I won't get any more specific than that because uh, this will protect my friend who told me this information, but some non-essential, uh, non-developer creation people were let go so perfect dark is still going to be okay it's still in early development but we know that oh boy i'm talking a million miles a minute mag that tomb raider from crystal dynamics is coming out before perfect dark and i got an insight into what the game is about and i don't know how true it is but it is kind of shocking (laughs) what's uh the premise of tomb raider Mag, have you heard anything about this, or am I the only one that has heard about what Tomb Raider is about? Uh, no, I actually don't know. I'm not going to lie to you. I, I don't have any knowledge of what's going on with the Tomb Raider. The only, the la- well, I can't really talk about the stuff I do know, but uh, that that's that's one avenue I don't, so it's all you, buddy. Okay. Go for it. Al- Alway, Evil chat Pong. Is... Well, go ahead. Sorry, I was going to say Evil Pong. I, uh, they, I, they have not greenlit a Star Wars Battlefront 3, so... They- 
they yeah. sort of canceled the Battlefront three, which is unfortunate because those games just kind of get better in their own ways uh, as they've been working on the uh, as whatever the team is at EA. I mean, two is way better than you remember. Anyway, uh, so yes, Alvin in the chat says that it was it, apparently it's public knowledge that they they removed marketing people that were redundant, so non-essential people to the creation of Perfect Dark. But Tomb Raider is reportedly about oh boy, Lara Croft is in a relationship. She is a lesbian. And she is dealing with a crisis of conscience for all of the artifacts she has stolen and the, the, the bad things she has done in that adventures uh, that she's gone through over her career. And she is trying to get her artifacts back and return to their rightful place in a new adventure. I don't know how true this is. Um, it's kind of interesting that they're fleshing out Lara Croft's character in her orientation or a love interest story and who she's interested in, in the game, but to hear that she feels bad and she's going to be returning artifacts doesn't seem like a game premise to me. So I wonder how true this is. And I'd like to know if anybody else has heard anything about this. I'm a big Tomb Raider fan, uh, since the past 10 years, uh, Meg, you look great. You look great. By the way, I don't know, Meg, what do you think? Did you hear that? The premise? I, I just walked off the show. That's how. That's, I, I, that's I'm how, seeing it in the replay. Yeah, that's how. I'm at a loss for. Listen, I don't care about the lesbian thing. That's fine. Whatever. Yeah. That, that's that's neither here nor there. That that has no bearing on whatever. The returning of the artifacts nonsense is just. I don't believe it. It's oh my god! Am I gonna? Should I? Should I even bother? Uh, I'm not even I mean, what are we going to do? Yeah, do go back? What are they just going to repurpose the maps and you just go back to those locations and drop everything off? Scooter. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, I <laughs> sorry, I saw what Scooter said there. Yeah. Uh, about the the pronouns thing. Yeah, that, that was from as from uh, <clears throat> from uh, heels versus babyface. Um, by the way, I don't know if anybody knew that, but some of that was actually considered just a parody. He wasn't, he wasn't actually completely dead serious. I think a lot of people missed the point there, but anyways. Yeah, yeah, uh, I, I, I thought as much. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then people twisted it to something else. Returning the artifacts and whatever for whatever white guilt that she has for stealing Man. other culture. Dude, is that what not what it is? If that's exactly what they're trying to say. Because that's exactly what it is. It's the. It's I mean, the, isn't uh, Laura Croft like she recovers these artifacts? She's like Indiana Jones. They belong in a museum. I don't think of Laura Croft. She doesn't steal these things for monetary gain or, or to become the hero. I feel like she rescues these artifacts, and she has such a deep love and and uh, respect for the cultures of the places she goes. It just doesn't sound like something that is actually going to happen you know what it actually reminds me of is back in the 90s my buddy and i went to the movies to see a john claude van damme movie it was sudden death it's the movie where he rescues uh this terrorist thing happens in a hockey rink okay so my friend goes yep. to the movie with me and we sit down and he's like oh by the way and we're eating the popcorn he goes it's just getting started he goes oh by the way john claude van damme like does almost no martial arts in this movie it's it's not one of those it's like one of his most yeah. more serious movies and i go oh okay 
And he was lying because he was kicking the crap out of mascots and choking him through a dishwasher. It was awesome. But like he set it up for me, uh, <laughs> which Dude, is funny. Just, he got me prepared. It was filmed by where you live. It's, it's filmed in Toronto. It's uh, yeah. And it was during a hockey game during a, a Toronto Maple Leafs hockey game that they filmed. That. Uh, listen, guys, what I was what I'm saying here is not some political nonsense. What's happening right now, if you actually look at some of the museums all over the world, and a lot of them are coming from, uh, what are they, what, uh, from like the British museums and oh, things like getting, that. They're, they're getting protested or whatnot. They're all the, all the other, like, you know, from all different cultures from all around the world are saying it's cultural appropriation that you took our stuff and this, that, and the other, mm. whatever, because you found it in, whatever, Egypt, or you, we found it in India, or New Delhi, or this, you know what I mean? And, and, or in... You know, in Thailand or whatever. I don't, think you, to, I don't think you have to, you know, argue yourself and, out of what you said. I just thought it was. No, no, no. I've been saying it's. Yeah. It, no, I'm not. I, Jesus Christ. I'm not taking that back. Not one <laughs> second because that's exactly what they're doing. Yeah. What that is, if that were true, and I'm not 100, but you know what? Don't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't doubt it for five seconds. You know what that is? That, my friends, okay, is woke garbage. Stop doing what that. If, Stop putting what if it's it in our game. out of proportion? What if. Laura Croft. I'm, I'm, that's what I'm saying. What, like, what it if, might not even be the case. Here's what it, it's probably fabricated from. Someone got sure. wind that one of the main plot points in the movie is Laura has to return some cursed thing back to its that's place different. before some huge, like, world ending thing happens, which that makes that more sense. Cool. And then, of course, somebody cool. from, from the media takes it and just goes, she has to return all the artifacts because she feels guilt. Um, it's probably more likely that she has to return some idol that when it's not in its resting place, it becomes this worldwide know, curse or something. That's, that's, that, that's a Hollywood cool story. Lately? What's that'd that? be a very cool story, but uh, that'd be a very cool story. But have you watched Hollywood lately? Like, come <laughs> on, man. Like this, 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 uh, this is right up Hollywood's alley. Well, I mean, and that's why they're let's on be strike. Honest. And I'm like, stay on strike. We don't need you. Uh, <laughs> let's be honest. But, Video uh, game the, stories have been, surpassing movie plot lines for quite a while because now they've, like, been, they've been good and, and you know the other good. thing is too for the most part for the most part not all of it but for the most part it, a lot of it has been pretty you know a pretty you know it's not not offensive to anybody it's pretty down the you know down the middle of the road there but mm -hmm. you know the thing is i don't care about any of the other stuff like it doesn't bother me any of the other stuff like you want to be you know if you want to have a characters that are have pronouns fine cares that's let them well, do I mean, it we got a, the elephant gay? in the room you want to be lesbian you want to do that we, we got we to yeah. address the elephant in the room that uh to many guys Lara croft is a they've they've looked after her like oh she's so beautiful she's so strong but, and powerful and she's amazing one day she will be mine and then they're like oh she doesn't like guys dang it like is that yeah but you know no but you guys you know what how many girls how many girls look at uh, guys on the beach with perfect pecs and six packs or whatever and they're all gay because the straight guys are sitting over there drinking schlitz beer with a beer belly and eating a hot dog and then all, yeah, you, you chili see all cheese the, fries i don't know yeah, I like eating, girls. eating chili cheese yeah. fries and then you know what i mean but you know the thing is actually the the the, the lara croft being a lesbian thing actually would probably make a lot of sense because you never see her with it with a guy and she's always sort of doing her own thing it's her and the butler and the mansion and whatever else and uh, that would make sense to me 
That would make sense. And so, like, that doesn't bother me at all. This, that, that, the only thing that did bother me was that other, that other nonsense, that cultural appropriation garbage with, like, I'm going to return the, the, uh, the artifacts because of guilt. Get out of this. I will smash. <laughs> Fills up a Ford pickup with all these artifacts. Like, well, got to get these back before sundown. Oh, my God. You know, oh, my God. I just can't. I can't. I can't. I can't do it. I don't think. I don't. I think. I think our idea about, like, the the world ending uh, idol that has to be returned before it splits the earth in half is more likely. Well, then why don't you and I write the damn story? Because I got to tell you. We just Next to Resident Evil. Exactly. Next to Resident Evil, Tomb Raider is one of my favorite series in all of video gaming history. Hands down. And so, therefore, that being the case, I have absolutely uh, no problem uh, with whatever direction they want to go through, except for that idea. But if but if they're doing what you're saying, I think that'd be a great idea. I think that'd be cool. So, like, to... you want to do something like, you, you took this 26 years ago, but now yeah. the prophecy... Of you know this ancient artifact or whatever from these scrolls that we found in the Dead Sea scrolls or whatever the hell they're gonna be doing this that'd be so mm-hmm. cool I love that stuff I love ancient culture like South American Latin culture is fascinating the Aztec culture like in, in Mexico and things like that the apocalyptica man. stuff I love that stuff man I love yeah that. I I do love and that. Then, it's you know what I mean? Like, like that's why I love the the Uncharted, the Tomb Raider, all that kind of stuff, the Indiana Jones stuff. It's fascinating because it's something that I don't know, right? And therefore, and I love to yeah, learn like about we don't other know cultures what, and things like that. And, we don't know like what crazy stuff was happening long before sure. civilization recorded it, and then you you don't want to you move you know give me the idol you know you move that and what's going to happen? You move it and the Earth starts to quake. I really have to ask our chat to uh, sure. repent. They're being so bad. <laughs> Hey man, you know what? Me up. They're cracking me up. They're they're pretty. They're, the Ma- chat is Mav funny. says, you know "Mav fun speculation yeah. says, oh sweet, are there any scenes that prove it?" Mav, stop it now. Yeah, no, it it is a rabbit hole. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, guys, we're just having fun because we, you we know it's probably fun. we don't even know if it's going to come fruition. However. I wouldn't put it past them, not considering the way that things have been moving in certain directions, whatever, especially with Hollywood and TV and stuff like that. I could see a lot mm-hmm. of that stuff happening and then just whatever. But anyways, we'll see what happens. We'll see where it goes. Uh, you know, uh, I I hope it's not that direction because I absolutely adore Tomb Raider. And I have been waiting for this Tomb Raider for years because the last one, which was Shadow of the Tomb Raider, I loved it. I, uh, I got them all on Xbox once again. I got 1,000 out of a thousand on all three of them and actually technically i did it four times because i ended up getting the definitive edition of the 2016 tomb raider remember that they uh remember they re-released the definitive edition and i got the no no no, on xbox okay yeah yeah i mean i love those games i got thousand of thousand yep i got Um, thousand of thousand all of them i would do it again this reminds me of uh I don't like using the word woke, but it reminds me of the the new Saints Row game where everybody was so mad that the characters were committing crime to pay off their student loans. And I played the game, and that student <laughs> loans line was so buried in all of the other mayhem, like it almost it was almost like a joke. Uh, n- when I think about after all the time I played it, it was like it was almost like a we got to pay off our student loans, but and then you move on. Like it, the game wasn't like set on we have to pay off our student loans by committing crime and murdering a bunch of uh, police officers and blowing up old ladies and walkers. But fun is fun, <laughs> I suppose. 
But you know what? Actually, I downloaded it for free because if you have a PlayStation Plus, by the way, uh, I know I brought up PlayStation yeah, yeah, a lot yeah. tonight. I'm yeah. sorry, but if you have PlayStation Plus, you can download Saints Row for free. Right, I, and I would so, recommend. And I would recommend, man. You will, you will like the game. Just skip the cutscenes because they're not funny. Just skip them, and you can still enjoy the no, game. No, I, 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 wa- I watched them. They were. It was. They were talking about climate change and all this other stuff. They're like. Well, you shouldn't steal that car because of climate change. And I'm like, well, guys, just shut up and get a car. We're, we're going to shoot people, okay? Like, mm-hmm. I, But I, I don't know if it's all tongue-in-cheek or being serious. I don't take things like that serious. I'm not a psycho. I'm not, you know, I'm not like Yeah, uh, it's tongue-in-cheek. You know, I'm not wearing it's a tinfoil hat. I think it's a lot of... It's yeah. not funny like Rockstar. Like they don't have that. Uh, they don't have that sensibility. But it's fun though. I'm I'm enjoying the game. game. I, I played a little bit. It's basically like an open world Fortnite. Does that make any sense? Yeah, yeah, kind of is. Like, and like I, it, it kind of plays like an open world Fortnite. I feel yeah. bad that there's like a four or five games this generation that suck that I really had fun with, like Saints Row, Gotham Knights. Uh, I wouldn't say Dead Island Two sucks, but some of these games didn't get very great scores. And I ended up enjoying them, but you know, at and the I end of the day, fun. yeah, well, I just like to have fun and play fun games. And I played co-op Saints Row for hours with Dealer, and we would just customize cars and go blow up stuff. And we, <laughs> we were listening to each other, not the yeah. cutscenes. So sometimes you just got to pick and wait choose. A minute, wait a minute. What's Can that? Can you play the game in co-op? Oh yeah, absolutely. For, for yeah, Sa- I played half Saints my like- time in co-op with. Uh, I think with dealer so st- and maybe with Fawns. I can't remember who the other person was. You could but. play the story mode and everything in co-op. Yeah, yeah. It's like drop oh, in, drop fun. out, and all that stuff. Yeah, it's. Um, oh, that's fun. Yeah, I, it, okay, cool. All right. Yeah, it's very cool. Yeah, I mean, it's just such a. It's just unfortunate that the game's actually pretty fun. Uh, Highlander says uh, with the two dollar. Thank you so much. Says we need a Game Pass family plan, and I don't know what's going on with that, but. It's like they promised that was coming or they hinted at it and they have not delivered it. And I don't see it coming anytime soon. Uh, I think that's really disappointing. Spartan661 with a $2 says, uh, hashtag P3 for Microsoft CEO in in the next 10 to 15 years. How long do you think Phil is going to sit at this golden throne, Mag? Uh, I think, how how old is he now? Does anybody know offhand? Um, no, but I can guess he's probably 55, 56. Okay. I say five years and he's done. And, and, uh, it'll be, if, if, if I'm not mistaken, most high, high level executives, they'd usually have like a forced, um, um, a forced retirement, so to speak, or a forced resignment. Like they basically, when you sign on the job, you actually sign like for some corporations, not all, I can't speak for Phil. I can't speak for Microsoft, but there are a lot of corporations that when you take a CEO job or you take a you know, high level job, you're actually also sign your resignation as well. So then yeah, they'll say, I mean, you know what? You got the, you got the job for five years after five years or eight years or whatever your contract is. They already have your resi- resignation papers already signed when you sign on. And so all crazy. they do is that they pull it out. And they update that. I know that as a fact because I know some people who have been CEOs of pretty, pretty major. Well, I'm not going to tell you which corporations, but for three major corporations that I know, North American corporations, uh, that's exactly what they do. When they sign their they contract, they a, sign their resignation. They go by a, a length or duration, not how old, because Phil's like barely gray at this point. But um, yeah, that well, would make I mean, sense. you know, maybe I think he's, he's staying until he's 2028. Well. So that's what I'm uh, saying. I yeah, think once ABK is settled. Uh, once uh, once ABK is settled and, and everything is uh, kind of rolling, the new gen starts. I think he's going to back off, and they're going to give it to uh, what's her name there. My God, her name is just escaped. You see Sarah, what happens when Sarah you're Bond. old? 
I was going to ask Bond, you that. Bond, Sarah Bond, 100% is going to be Sarah Bond. By the way, uh, i got to address two things, uh, three things very quickly. First thing, Nicholas Branch, thank you. He just said, Mag, you're the best dude. Uh, I just want to say thank you for listening and thank you for being uh, a fan of ours. And Capono5150, Mag, it's not free. Well, I mean, technically you're right because you're playing for, you're paying for PlayStation Plus. However, this is not a PlayStation Plus subscription game. This is a It's It's game. your free game it's like, it's for like paying their for online. Of, yeah, that's it. So it's not like a, it's like the I'm, games with gold thing. Like I'm going to side with you, Mag. I'm, I'm going to side with you. It's basically free. Um, if you're paying seventy dollars a year, it's like a three dollar game. But you needed you need it online anyway. If you were playing mostly on PlayStation, so I'm willing to say it's free and uh, stop it. It's okay. Well, you can you can cancel your PlayStation Plus subscription and you still keep the game because that's it's now cool. yours. That's so that's cool. that's so it's. Well, it's like Games with Gold used to do that, right? So, I mean, even if you canceled yeah. your subscription, you got to keep those games in your library forever. So, it's the same idea. Yeah. But, yeah, you're you're not wrong, Capono. You're not wrong. Yeah, um, Xbox, uh, buy PlayStation, please. Let me... <laughs> <laughs> That's how we started the show. That's how yeah. we're ending it. Who That's cares? Yeah. Snow Dragon with the Canadian 5. Thank you, Snow Dragon. He says, why doesn't Xbox go full PC? Well, they are. He said, make PC boxes with living room friendly UIs. Devs could set recommended PC settings for each box for simplicity. This is so perfect that you said this because I was giving this speech on Rand's show where I think it's time for Xbox to stop forcing developers to make Xbox console versions of games and just launch the same game that goes on ROG Ally, Steam Deck, or PC. You load the game up. I'm sorry you're an Xbox console owner but here's the game and you got to go in and change the settings to get it to run correctly i know that sounds psychotic but it would make so many games so much better it would give you the option to go 60 on most things if developers don't here's the reason why before i give you the the mic on this mag developers have to sit there and make a bespoke version on the xdk that runs on series s series x sometimes the xbox one and PC, and they have to do it on that platform. It takes more time, and I would like them to get away from where it's easier for them to make a quasi-PC version that just slams into the Xbox. You, They just cut half the settings out, and they are able to work on getting the game running better or looking better because they don't have to do that specific Xbox version. Because right. it, it's a weird thing for me to say, but if you own a ROG Ally, you can say, Let's see how this thing runs on here. You change a couple settings or you change a high, medium, or ultra setting and it does it for you. And then you're you're going. Like they don't have to make a handheld version. And Xbox is going to where games can be on phones, handhelds, TVs, and console. Mag, is that psychotic? No, not at all. I think that that, that actually would solve a lot of problems. And it would also cut back on a lot of development time, right? And R and D. And, and like it, and going into basically a closed door system to have to develop for this and then develop for this and then develop for this and then develop for this and, then develop for this. and, and if you were to do something a lot more universal in that way you're absolutely right I think that that would be the most beneficial way to do it and perhaps that is what they're going to maybe it's going to be the next generation is going to be a hybrid of said product that you just sort of you know, laid out on the table for all of us here to, mm -hmm. to listen to, right? So you never know, man. You never know. I mean, that that would make the most sense to me. I'm not a tech guy, but I, from my perspective, I think that that would be the best option moving forward, right? Okay, so I, that it would make things a lot easier in the long run. I think 
what I said when I set it up for you, it sounds like crazy and not wanted by the majority of fans, but there has to be a middle ground. Yeah, but like if it's user it friendly for everybody. Yeah. Right. So that if, if it's user friendly in a way that it's actually like the interface is actually very simple to use. I mean, if anybody can figure out the new iPhone 15, you could figure this out. You know what I mean? Like you can figure out <laughs> what sure. settings you want to do and everything else. Yeah. So, I mean, if anybody could do that, you could do this. And it okay. doesn't have to be as specific as a PC, Right, we're like yeah, because there's like 25 settings. settings there on most games. Yeah, yeah. like it, if you could simplify it, but at the same time make it easier on the development side, that would make a lot of sense to me. Right, yeah, I, so that I you'd agree. be able to you'd be able to maxim, you know what I mean? That you'd be able to like absolutely maximize your pro uh, your product, right, and I give mean, you the and, and give you the best. Most PC games will allow you to go in and start with a ultra high, medium, or low setting, and if you just kind of like gated that off and just left it at the those four settings you're basically getting quality versus performance but snow dragon that's a really good super it's too early for us to ask for that but it is i think it's the right way to go a playstation and nintendo will continue to make their bespoke version because they're in the console market xbox really is all about if you don't like starfield at 30 fps we absolutely want you to play it on pc and play however you want and I know console guys don't like that. Uh, I'm going to get in and talk about this new console and the new controller. Spartan661 with the fives. Thank you, Spartan. He says, Xbox was like Seabone letting PS know retaliation is a must. Seabone? Seabone. I don't know what the Seabone <laughs> reference is. Darkwave Mortem gifted five channel memberships. Thank you so much. Very, 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 very nice to do that. You get early access to videos. I got to get back to making videos. It's been a crazy month. Uh, Trell Roberts says, get the likes up chat. He puts the thumbs up. Thank you, Trell. Uh, let me read a couple more. Nobody says, yo, I just realized we might have to have a Tomb Raider versus Indiana Jones with them both releasing in 2025. He's, he might be right. He says, I think Indy is going to be better personally. Oh, I wish we had time to talk about Indiana Jones. I don't know if we will, but thank you. Nobody tricks are for Trey says, love your show. Sad. I miss you at Pax Colt mag. Looking forward to that pasta video. You, you have promises. Oh, there, yes. Huh? I am I am doing a video coming up very soon. I did. I, actually, I believe I reached out to you specifically. Uh, is that I'm a little delayed because my house is under renovation. So I kind of have half a kitchen now. A couple of weeks ago, I had no kitchen. Now I have half a kitchen. And the other thing is it's not good for filming because you're just going to be looking at, like, dusty drywall and stuff, right? Because I'm redoing, like, the whole first floor of the house. So when it's all said and done and everything's settled, and I'm actually going to be out of, out, of, out of country for a couple times in October, when that's all settled down and I'm back, I will be doing those videos. And I did not forget about that video. Carry on, Colt. Awesome, awesome. Uh, Skillet Will and Pushing Polygons are saying, Colt, there's a lot more with optimization. Skillet Will says, you'll still need to make level of detail models, etc. Lighting changes for hardware differences, so it takes a lot of dev time to create those differences between medium, high, and ultra. And I know I simplified that conversation a lot, but I, I want to reiterate that there's got to be a middle ground where there's a difference between the bespoke version and the PC version. You meet in the middle and you kind of have this, we didn't have to specialize as much. We know what hardware we're working for. It's AMD. We know what the shaders are, blah, blah, blah. I don't know all that stuff, but there's got to be a way where both parties would say, you know what? I think this is a better idea, but I'm just kind of uh, shooting that up into the air and hoping it sticks. Uh, Matthew says, Mag, I wish your shirt said classically hip. What does it say? <laughs> it says classically trained. Check it out. Oh, 
Oh yeah, with the classic with, yes, with the yes. Nintendo, with the original NES controller. Yeah, classically trained. Yep. Yep. Yes. Um let's talk about this new Series X. Um I'll preface it uh and then give this to you, Mag. The the new mid-gen refresh Series X is supposed to be five hundred dollars in November of twenty twenty five in two years. Next to the PS5 Pro, which will be 1.5 to two times more powerful for the same price, basically. Uh, but the Series X mid-gen refresh has two terabytes instead of one built in. No disk drive. Mag, this is sounds more like a problem to me than a solution. Pray tell. Why do you feel that way? Well, they're taking away the disk drive, which people can say, oh, no, preservation. But they're discontinuing the disk-based Series X. Of course, there are 15 or 12 million of them out there if you want to buy one secondhand. But if you want to play discs, you have to hold on to that Series X original or buy one used. Right. Um, you're looking at, I don't know. I don't know what the power difference would be between the Pro, but you already have a, dig a digital non-disc-based PS5 selling for $400, and you're going to sell a $500 digital Series X, the same power as the PS5 digital, when a Pro is going to come out the same year, which is much more powerful? Yeah, that's, that is a bit of a problem. I, I know that they mentioned that before, before the leaks, actually. You remember that a couple of weeks before the leaks, they talked about that the Series X was the mid-gen refresh mm -hmm. and i and i was like what 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 the hell are you talking about it came out three years ago how could that be the mid-gen refresh uh matthew barrios that's really funny by the way uh <laughs> he said something funny in the chat i see um, it i see it yeah about charging my tesla with a, <laughs> with a gas power charger. that's funny uh that is a problem and the thing is i understand you know up until the xbox one x that was the era of we are not going to lose the power narrative, mm -hmm. right? And we are never going to lose that power narrative. You're about to lose that power narrative in about a year and a half. If this truly comes to fruition the way that we foresee it to happen, if there is going to be a substantially more powerful PS5 Pro coming, which we've heard is the case, um, then yeah. And then if they're going to be using basically the Series X guts into this new hybrid model, uh, digital model, then yeah, it's going to get trounced in that department. Now, mm -hmm. arguments could be said that, I know I know it's a trigger word for some people, but I mean, arguments could be said that, you know, the power of the cloud, if there's a cloud integration, you'd be able to, you know, you'd be able to upgrade. It'll be the same as like, the same specs as like a PS5 Pro or something like that, with, if they could uh, take off some of that horsepower and, you well, know I what I mean, and utilize it with the cloud. I worry but about them supplementing with the power of the cloud when now they're they're bringing xCloud offline, like half of it, because people are not able to log on. They're seeing big queue times oh, for that's xCloud. that's the problem. They paired it back. That's the problem. Yeah, and that's the problem at the end of the day, uh, which is how I was going to sort of dovetail right into that uh, story, is the problem is at that point is that you have to understand that people just don't have good internet great internet everywhere in the world it's not that's why it tends to not take off the way it does is there are pockets you know you can go to the major cities at least some of the like the major cities up here in canada our internet yeah. is twice sometimes three times faster than anywhere in the u.s 
Right? Yeah, I mean, the, so, the national I mean, average in the U.S. Time. or the average in the world is is well above the minimum requirements. But if you live in an area yes. where it's not like my brother lives on the We're other side not. of town, he uses satellite Internet. And he's like, yeah. right. Shout and I mean, I got four gigs up, four gigs down because we have fiber optic internet here. Everything's buried, right? They they yeah, removed. All I don't the, have that. The on air stuff, and well, yeah, they they uh, they they dug up all the front all our front lawns, and they came in and put fiber optic now. So now we got four gigs up, four gigs, down. and it's ridiculous how fast it is, right? And it, it's uh, but but that's us. That's not everywhere. Yeah, and so if sure. you're trying to go for a global market, and a global market doesn't have those kind of capabilities. Even in Canada and other parts of Canada, they don't have that internet. An hour north from here, they do not have that uh, that that kind of internet capability, right? All of a sudden, you go an hour north, it's cows and dial-up. Okay, so like, Jeez. you know what I'm saying? Really? So, uh, oh, okay. oh, oh yeah, dude. Like, I I could be in the middle of the wilderness with like literally with bears and moose, one hour drive north of me, and then all of a sudden, where I am here, I'm still only about 45 minutes from the city of Toronto. That's how. You know what I mean? Like, if you look at the demographics of that kind of thing, that's what happens all over the world. And, and if you're trying to reach a global market, you're not going to do it that way, right? So the internet is going to be an issue. So therefore, you will lose the power narrative. That is a problem. Losing the disc. Now, if I understand correctly, now, uh, chat, help me out here. And Colt, did PlayStation also offer the fact that they're going to have an external disc drive that you could purchase separately so that if you want to continue on the di on the, uh, the the digital only there's like a report. Still buy a disc. There's a report of that, but we've yet to see anything uh, about okay. well, PlayStation yeah, no, using an yeah. external disk drive. Right. I mean, I know that there's there. I mean, where there's smoke, there's fire when it comes to that kind of thing. Because we, I've heard it from multiple sources. I just don't that see that that the indeed. market in if PlayStation made an external disk drive, an external dual layer Blu-ray drive would probably be seventy-five or eighty dollars, maybe even a hundred dollars. And I just can't see a lot of people buying that just in case they want to play a disc, because I think the majority of the market has moved digital only, whether we want to hear that or not. Yeah, I mean, I don't buy... I, I bought one physical game in probably five years, and I just got it, actually. Yeah. You know why? Because it was so ridiculously cheap that I couldn't deny it. I bought, um, uh, what the hell is it, Tiny Tina Wonderland? I thought oh. it was a mistake, because uh, my son was getting his pre-order for Spider-Man. Um, and so I just was floating around the store. And I looked in the bargain bin and I found, and I'm like, it was $8.99. I swear, I swear to God. And I'm like, so with tax, whatever, it was like 11 bucks or whatever. And I'm like, is this, it, it, is this real? And the guy's like, I mean, yeah. that game's probably that and, much now, but good job. No, man. it's not. If you go on, no, if you, I checked it. I checked it. <laughs> I checked it on the on the Microsoft on the Xbox store, and I checked it on the PlayStation store. Guess how much it is? Eighty nine ninety nine. What? Eighty nine ninety nine. Dude, I will send you a screenshot. Eighty nine ninety nine on the PlayStation store for the digital. And actually, I haven't checked the Xbox. Someone, you got faster fingers than me. Check to see what it costs on the on the Microsoft store right now for Tiny Tina's Wonderland. Jeez. I found it there for eight ninety nine. And so uh, I was like, the game we're playing, by the way. It's up. pretty. It's pretty fun. I love game. the Borderlands series. I love yeah, the Borderlands series. You like series. that game? It's and, fun. And I, I, I missed that one. And I just happened to look down. And I'm like, I asked the guy, I "Go, is this for real?" And he goes, "You guys like, yeah." So I'm like, "Okay." So I paid for it, but I waited till he rung it in first, and I paid. And then I go, "By the way, look at how much is it in the store." <laughs> so I, I showed him after, and he looked at it, and he goes. Holy cr well, he I can't tell you what he said because you get demonetized. But uh, the the swear words Holy that came out of his moly. mouth, he's like. 
Yeah, yeah. Holy moly, right. Um, and so, yeah. And I'm like, dude, you charged me $11 for something that I, I would have to pay $100 for digital. So there is something to be said about physical once in a while. Just saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Nerds and other legends, I believe the Blu-ray disc can only hold 50 gigs. I think it's 100. It's a dual-layer Blu-ray. Uh, holds quite a bit of information. I don't think any game has outpaced the storage of those discs. As far as I know, I made that mistake and assumed they were they'd go over. But um, yeah, what were we talking about? Oh yeah, the disc, the disc based series disc X. Thing, yeah, that's yeah. not what yeah. I wanted to see from Xbox. Was a here's the Series X. We just took the disc drive out and and increased the storage. Um, I don't know. I'm at the point where I'd rather just uninstall a game if I'm full. I have no problems with that, especially since I can download a game at 400 megs on uh, cable sure. internet, which is all I have. But um, let me see what else is on this thing. Um, it, I think it is a problem if this PS5 Pro is real. And I know it may not be one and a half times or double the power. or It only needs to be slightly better to get you over that hump. Uh, and and the PS5 Pro would be a good deal for people on PlayStation. But the cool thing is this Project Sabile or Sabile, the white controller, which is like cloud yeah. ready, has what yes. you've always asked for with an Xbox controller, Mag. It's got actual yes. haptics in the middle of the thing. Do you know the other details yes. about this thing? It's got... Uh, yes. Tell us. That is the only thing that's got me excited. I, I am excited for this product. Um I got to tell you, I, when, when someone asked me about the console, they said, are you going to buy the new console? I said, no. I'm like, I already own it. It's right there. Same. It's right over yeah. there, right right back over there. And then I got another one upstairs, and then I got another one upstairs. Why do I need another one that literally does the same thing? Uh, so, no. But the controller has <laughs> got me excited. I am dancing in my pants for that thing. I mean, we're talking about haptic feedbacks like the DualSense 5. I think the DualSense 5 is the best controller uh, I've used um, probably ever. Not not for the comfort or whatever. I mean, the comfort, actually, I have no problem with that. But the little nuances that they add in there and the speaker in there and all the other kind of cool stuff, I absolutely love it. Now, all of a sudden, Xbox is going to be doing... Uh, look at that. What is that? Looks, what is that? I, I forgot. I was going to give these away today, and I need to figure out how I'm going to give these out to someone in the chat. But these are wired controllers that... Uh, were sent to me. They're Xenon brand. They're they're both 360 style controllers made for Xbox Series consoles. They've got the screenshot share button in the middle of them. Um, I need to put them higher. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, they're uh, they're pretty cool, but they're wired. Uh, and I was asking my friend about this. Why are these wired? And it's because Xbox does not allow third party to use their wireless protocol. They don't just give that out. So if you see a great yeah. third-party professional controller, it will be wired. But I don't know if anybody wants this, but even if you didn't want to use it very much, you can unplug the USB cable, which just connects it to your controller or to your console. You can set it up as a cool-looking... Uh, this is a black sparkle, and this one is like a blue iridescent shade, and they're both 360 style. So you can just say, man, I loved it when the controllers were like this. Um I will have my moderator pick two people in the chat, and then um, I've got to get a way for you to to uh, get a hold of me. Please follow me on Twitter at Cole Eastwood. That is at Cole Eastwood, one word. That's the best way. Um, we will figure out how to get that out to you, uh, to, to the winners before we end the show, which is happening in a few minutes here. Um, 
Yeah, I'm excited about the controller too, man. I'm excited. Listen to this, man. Haptic feedback. Uh, Now, here's the thing. I'm going to send this out directly to all the Microsoft, Xbox, Game Studios, Bethesda, every every ABK. If you're going to develop games for the future of Xbox, you better haptic the crap out of every single game. I want to feel every pitter-patter of every horse, of every leaf, <laughs> of every of every of every gust of wind, just like the PlayStation does. You walk across a creaky bridge in Resident Evil 4, you literally feel the wind and you feel the creaking of the wood under your feet breaking as you're walking across. It is remarkable. Okay? Do that. So there's that. There's also, uh, I don't know what VCA uh, haptics, it says VCA haptics double as speakers. They hid the speakers in the the, the nubs of the controller, like the the bottom parts of the handle of the controller. So you're Uh going to get that 3D audio kind of slow, sort of pumping up towards your face. And that's great. So you're going to have the haptic feedback. You're going to have the built-in speakers, which uh, the the thumbsticks are going to be much quieter. So you're not going to hear the clickety clack. Right, and like, they're, you, they're you know a little bit. The like, thumbsticks are also a little bit bigger. Yes, and there's no uh, adaptive triggers, so no uh, resistant triggers on this. I, I sort of believe this yes. may not be a thing because it seems weird to go mid-gen refresh and add an amazing feature like haptic feedback that wasn't there in the beginning of the gen. But the way that Xbox has been pushing controllers, I think, I think their controller sales mag is way bigger than we realize. Oh, yeah. They must make bank off them. And I think they're just thinking... they make bank off Right. I think they're thinking um, we are going to... People will happily replace. This will be their new controller. And they'll put them in design lab. Like, um, I will never look back. I will never look back to my Xbox controllers uh, if and when they sell these separately. Oh, dude, I've got... Literally, you can't even see because the colors match the the table. I yeah, have I can, like yeah, one, two, three, four, five, six. I have six controllers there. Seven right over here because I'm using that one, and I've got three more upstairs. So that's ten controllers, eleven controllers. All right. Uh, I will literally retire all eleven of those controllers the minute this thing comes out. It was I will the never only go back thing. to another controller. I, I am exactly the same. Like I've got these great. I've got um. The Gears 5 controller, which is phenomenal. I've got the Age of Empires one that is really beautiful. Uh, I've got the Master Chief Elite. I'm, I'm talking about my favorite ones. I have the 20th anniversary yeah, yeah, one. Yeah. I know you can't see them back there very well, but they're really yeah. special controllers. But I would happily, well, I mean, just like hey, this. they'll just be a dis- they'll be they'll just be a collector's item at that point. Just like this one, I have an Elite V2, and I happily use this Starfield controller because it's so gorgeous and feels so great. But if that was the sorry. I'm going on a tangent, Meg. There's literally two things no, hey, that Xbox didn't do that were next generation. One was a brand new dashboard, which I'm totally fine with. That dashboard's fast. They didn't do a new dashboard, and they didn't do a upgraded controller. And if they put haptics in, it's like, oh man, you're five years too late. But I love this controller. Chat, what do you think? Dude, you, I'm I'm so excited for that controller. And you know what they're gonna do? They're going to take a small team. I know they'll do this because they they got they, they have the resources and they have the people to do it. Take a small team. Go back to some of your legacy titles, games, whatever. Up, upgrade them for the for the you know for this which which they basically done anyway for the Series X and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And go back and do all your legacy titles, your Gears of Wars, your this that whatever, and start adding your haptics in. Like like Sony did it. 
like a lot of their PS4 games that they brought and they did PS5 versions of the game. They up them, better frame rate, and then they added all haptic feedbacks. And all. Like I just, got the, I just I got the Platinum about a couple of weeks ago on Ghost of Tsushima Director's Cut, right? And they added the haptics and all that other stuff in the 60 frames and, every, and everything else of the up And it was like a whole brand new experience. And I played yeah. it on the PlayStation 4. Now I'm playing it on the, now I played it on the PlayStation 5. Whole new experience. It was and it was worth every single minute that I played it and a lot of it was yeah, due I never to thought the controller. About that. I bet Ghost would be you great actually, with the haptics with the wind, dude, you hear and, the the, wind. and the tall grass. Yep, you um, actually hear the wind blowing through the speaker. You can actually almost feel like when you're going through like the tall grass and stuff, you can actually feel the tall grass on the controller when you're when you're sneaking through the tall grass to like, you know, murder people whatever. And uh like it's just yeah. do that. Do that for Xbox. Do that for the Xbox games. Do that for your Halos, your Forzas. This I want to feel everything. This goes back to the theme that you and I started the show with where you have to push the competition to do great things and this pushed xbox to say even if we do it midway through the generation we have to have haptics the other cool thing is uh here's my starfield controller this new controller supposedly comes with a rechargeable battery pack that you can take out which means i'm thinking it means it still has a battery well if you want to put double a's in you can if you want to put in double A yes. rechargeables, you can. If you want to put in a rechargeable pack it comes with, you can. If you want to put in your own rechargeable pack, you can. If you want to plug it in, you can. Which I know people make fun of the double A things, but the Xbox controller lets you power your controller however you want. If you like hot swapping double A's from your rechargeable pack, I used to have some in the wall. If you want to just dock your thing on a controller charger, you can. I feel like with my PS5, it's as amazing as DualSense 5 is. The only thing I can do is plug it in. That's all I can do. I don't have any other choice. Plug it in, grab the other one, and hope it's charged. And uh, I think that's cool. I don't know. That's cool. What do you think, Meg? You all right with that? Battery pack? Yeah. Yeah. I, the battery thing doesn't uh, doesn't affect me in either way. I think it's just as long as the damn thing works and, along, and, 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 and even the battery life, a lot of people complain about the DualSense 5 battery life because of the haptics. It, it drains faster. But honestly, after about like you could still play like a, at least five hours, and then it starts to you know it'll say you know you need to or maybe even six hours, and you see the thing going down. How long are you gaming? Like I mean, don't you have something to do with the rest of your day? Like don't you get up to go to the bathroom, eat something, go you know take care of your house, go cut the lawn? You know what I mean? Like do I, something. I feel you can't attacked. sit there. Uh, well, you know what? I know sometimes you could do it. Like there are ga- days where you do that. And the you Starfield have them, thing uh, was ridiculous. It was it was seven hours a day uh, on uh, at least. It was horrible. It was yeah, horrible. I mean, I mean, you gotta get up and do stuff. But yeah, th- there is. Yeah, if you have multiple controllers, yeah, you keep one charge at all time. You play the other one, you flip it out. But I mean, at the end of the day, even if one charge, if you have two controllers and you do one charge. That's still like 12 hours of gaming. If you're gaming more than 12 hours, you should probably go see a psychiatrist. So, you know what I mean? Like, there's probably something else going on there. Uh, Sailor well, Mercury, mean, with to the, answer with your the PS5, question. You, yep. you, you do have to leave that thing plugged in when you're done with your session. Oh, Otherwise, you get not burned. Sailor, but, yeah, true. Sailor Mercury, sorry, know. not you. I, I read the wrong person. Ted Unseth, he asked, Mag, do you see any last-second uh, last changes to the XSS, XSX refresh? Um, better ray tracing or faster SSD? Yeah, because, you know, those emails, you know, a lot of those emails were old and yeah, a lot of yeah. them were from like last year and even like up to three years ago. Odds are pretty good that they, they will pivot and they will they will do some more things to try and combat 
the PS5 Pro. It's not all doom yeah. and gloom. They, yeah, they are going to combat the PS5. Uh, yeah, and it seems like half of the stuff that was covered that we didn't even get into tonight um, yeah. already happened or already was changed. And I don't know if we'll get into it next week, but I plan on today talking about the Bethesda roadmap, which we won't talk about tonight because it's far too late. But I will say this, Mag, that cylinder-shaped Series X is never, ever going to be the shape of that console, ever. No, maybe, no, no. Maybe rounded corners... But not a cylinder shape. It would be bigger. It would be pointless. There's absolutely no way that thing is shaped no, like no, a no. black cylinder. Um, if like you, like I said, a lot of people taking these leaks as face value. Like we got to keep in mind, a lot of these are prototype stuff, right? It's not. Yeah, fact. I mean, like, it's I just, think their graphics you know I mean? person probably just. They're like, okay, we need a pick. We need an image for the Series X digital, and the person was like, why do a cuboid shape again let's 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 mix it up and make it rounded and they're like somebody was probably like it ain't gonna be rounded but whatever it's just internal no one's gonna see it oops <laughs> yeah no kidding uh, right the sosa says uh, i like the cylinder uh, yeah i mean the cylinder can look cool but knowing how that those internals are packed into that rectangle and i know it very well that the only way that's a cylinder is if they keep that same form factor and make it bigger so you can have the extra make it round. Uh, maybe it would be an obelisk. What's the word? Uh, obelisk would be a, like an egg shape. But yeah, if it was more wide, I don't what then whatever. I don't think it's I I want, think maybe uh, rounded edges would be about maybe the rounded front, Scott Gamer Dude says. Maybe the front is just round. Maybe it's box. Get a box. And then it just I, is rounded in the front for fun, but well, I want to. I want to figure eight uh, for myself. Actually, uh, I want to figure like eight, or if, yeah, or a pretzel, or what they can do is they can actually take it like a circus clown, and you know, like they do with the balloons. I want you to turn it into a poodle. So uh, let's go, <laughs> um, and then turn it into a poodle, and then that's all there is to it. I'll have a poodle. Look, look at what Sot, Sotness called the new Xbox in the chat. <laughs> X pipe actually. <laughs> Stotness there said something really funny earlier on the chat. I literally almost spit out my water, but uh, we uh, I the, can't we, repeat. I can't repeat what he said. We have the best chat. Like the old today, guys, I was today. So I was kind funny. of in a bummed out mood, and I just sometimes like you know to do a show. It's a, it's amazing to have a podcast. Sometimes I'm like, I don't know how to explain that to you, but you know, just sometimes you just I like to get on here with a big smile and have fun with my friend Mag and. Turning on the camera and Mag is such a joy. Like he just boosts my mood immediately. And then you guys in the chat are just the extra nitrous, <laughs> inhaling nitrous. You're the extra boost, not nitrous as in, oh yeah, ha ha. But I uh, know you guys are amazing. I really appreciate you. Let me read some of these supers for close out here. Uh, Meek Gamer says, I'd argue they already losing the power narrative. Yeah, Xbox kind of has gone away from that power narrative and I'll give you the kicker. I think they still, the developers still haven't gone all in with what the consoles can do on either side. Um, I just hope things get better and better. Every generation, the console games look better than they did at the beginning. That's just how it is. Jax82 says, Returnal is still $70 on the PlayStation Store. I paid less than that at GameStop. Um, and you must be talking for a physical version of the disc. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. My moderator says Tiny Tina is $20 on the Xbox store right now, but other people saw it for 
28 on PlayStation. So yeah, just, uh, you know, it, it just went on sale. And actually, I just saw it. I went to the Microsoft store and it said $79.99. And then there was a line through it and it says $28.99 on sale right now. Okay. Awesome. Well, when I bought it a week ago, it was $79 on the Xbox store, $89 on the PlayStation. And I screenshot both. I screenshot both of them. Now they're on sale right now, but in a week from now, they'll probably they be right be back up sale. to 79. Right. Yeah, they'll be right Yikes. back up there. So there's something to say about it, about the physical once in a while, right? Sorry, carry on. Yeah, I mean, you'd think that the digital would always be cheaper, and somebody DM'd me about that on Twitter X today that arguing that for all of the things that go into retail and physical and retail space and everything, print, materials, that digital games should always be 5 or $10 cheaper than physical, but physical is just its own animal. We've got two winners uh, for each of the controllers. Uh, Matthew gets the iridescent 360 style controller and scooter who's also a channel member who got picked by one of my moderators at random for a thumbs up gets the sparkle black these controllers are just so cool looking they have not been opened somebody uh, one of my uh, channel members is like colt giving away his junk somebody sent me a couple of these and uh i gave one to a good friend uh who's a who uh a good friend of the channel but I wanted to give these to you guys because you guys are amazing. And I want to do more stuff like this. So Matthew and Scooter, please uh, leave me a message. Um, how can I get you to please DM me on Twitter? And also, I want you to leave a comment once the video is posted so that we can talk there and I can figure out a way to get your information because I'm going to be shipping them to you. So I'll know where you live or where you work or wherever. And we have to be very careful so I don't show up someday in my underwear and go, did you wash your PS5 today? <laughs> <laughs> but I love you guys so much, and I want to make sure I do that. And I know that when you send stuff out, uh, I will be as careful with your private information. I'll just share it with Mag. Mag and I will show up to your house. You know, it, no big deal. Nothing, nothing yeah, creepy. No big, no big deal. Mag, we've gone way over. Thank you so much for being here. Um, we're going to get out of here, and uh, we'll talk about the roadmap of games. We've got more stuff to talk about next week. But, uh, we will. Meg, have you, I've meant to ask you off the air, but you're kind of changing some stuff with, with podcasts. Have you, do you have anything new to announce yet? Nothing. No, nothing I, yet? I'm uh, no, nothing. I, I've been sort of, uh, uh, slow, <laughs> uh slow, slowly working on something, but it, it's not, it's not working out. The timing and stuff is not working out right oh, now. Okay. So I have okay. to put things on ice and, uh, when it, when it comes to fruition, then, uh, then everybody will obviously know about it. But, uh, until then. Until then, you're gonna see me all over. Uh, you're gonna see me all over TikTok and YouTube and Twitter with my antics. That's where I drop my videos are on Twitter and uh, TikTok. So follow me there, middle aged game guy or the mag. You could find me either one. You'll find me there uh, on uh, on either system. And then uh, of course you'll find me here on YouTube every week here with Colt Eastwood. So that's where uh, I'm gonna be dropping my content. Is gonna start up again in about. Let's say about 10 days from now when all the renovations should be done and then I will start doing videos again and uh, I've gotten a lot of requests. Funny enough, I got a lot of more requests for not not only Ponymaster 420, uh, which by the way, I got some new you I got some new outfits uh, for Ponymaster 420 because it's Halloween season and you know what that means? The <laughs> Halloween stores are open and so you can buy all kinds of unicorn stuff for real cheap right now. <laughs> you walk so around I the store and you're like, "Hmm. Oh, what dude, can I do wait? with this?" 
Wait till you see the new outfits that I bought uh, for my videos. Oh my god, I, I, I got so many. I can't even talk about it. But when those things come to fruition, you'll see. You guys will see it also. Anyways, guys, awesome. it was a great show. You have one I more super wait. chat before we go from Spartan Six Six One. But either way, chat everybody. You guys are so awesome. Hit the like on the way out. Tell all your friends. We got to crack a thousand again. I don't know where everybody. The algorithm is killing us. So get everybody back over here. Get back on the show, man. I want to start. I want to bury Randall Thor. I want to destroy him. I want to. I want to destroy his show, and I want to be the biggest Xbox show on the planet. Let's make it happen, folks. We can make it happen. I, I, we can be more exciting sometimes. But James Thomas with the two dollars says, "I think new controller for Starfield mods." Yeah. Uh, gosh. Starfield mods are already uh, cooking up right now. Spartan661, thank you for the five, says the best looking games show from first and third party towards the end of the console because yes, they learn how to push the consoles. Absolutely. Uh, as far yeah. as what I'm doing, I don't know. I might dig into some of these leaks and talk about how Xbox really is pushing forward because I really do think, Mag, half of these things here have either fizzled out or they have changed or they just don't really make sense. So. Grow Shelly, Randall Boar. That's not nice. I we saw love that. Rand. I just saw that too. <laughs> Rand, you know I'm kidding, eh? I love Rand. I yeah, love, we love like, Rand. listen. I, if I don't talk about you, that means I don't like you. Or if I don't talk to you, that means I don't like you. The fact that I bust Rand's chops every single show, I love the guy. So I just do it as a good sport and just for fun. So nobody take it too seriously. Anyways, it, it, it is an amazing community. Thank you uh, for everything. I'm going to rest up. Um, thank you. We're going to get out of here and hit the button, hit the like button on your way out. Hope you guys had a good time. Enjoy your evening. Play some crew, play some Starfield, play some party animals. You'll laugh your heads off. We're out of here.